Bring the ship up to broadcast deck. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. Pay up. Whoever bet, pay up. Whoever sponsored him per mile, it's time to pay the piper. What what what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Ah, welcome to a Monday, May fifteenth of the year two thousand and six. Hefe and Dubs with you in the hideout, your safe place. We don't ask you for a real name. You'll never have to show your face. But if you'd like, the phones are always welcome for you to call and contribute. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. That's how you be somebody in the hideout. Pick up the phone, dial the numbers. We have a full staff this evening. Matt Albert is here. and uh, I feel like a soothsayer because I knew he'd be... Uh, very sore this weekend, and he called me saying he was sore. Yeah, Matt Albert was definitely sore over the weekend. Six foot five, five hundred pound, twenty-one year old black virgin, patchy baldness, graying hair, but completed the fat man walking. Chunks here, our producer, our director, Tommy Bateman, on top of the taco roll controls. Whoop whoop. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice spoon laugh there. His nemesis, Jack Napier, and also too. Um, sea line. Now mm-hmm. that I think about it, we're gonna talk. We are gonna talk about. Oh boy, I, there's so much to talk about. Let me gather my thoughts. Okay, I'm gonna run through my little list here. The employee rally that happened today. <laughs> Four till six. We were there for about 65 minutes and left in disgust. Mm-hmm. We will tell you all about it. Also, too, uh, we never got to a lot of audio. The racist teacher, the spirit of the truth, profane preacher we have to get to. Uh, in addition to that, uh, tonight starts the uh, beginning, J-Dubs, of us giving away a uh, trip to Vegas. We got a trip to Vegas courtesy of the Bernie Mac Show. We're going to get you qualified for that all week long. Uh, tonight we got a special little game that we're going to play Um the title of the Sin City. It is Sin City that is Las Vegas, yes. correct? So in, t- uh, in honor of the Sin City, we got a little game that we're going to play for you. Let me see what else here we got. Oh, President Bush is going to give a speech at 8 o'clock. We will do a hideout simulcast. And what is the uh, purpose of this uh, Tonight, speech? Immigration. What? So, immigration. Ah, okay. So this evening, we will play a little Bush drinking game Ooh. with the uh, immigration speech. So if you'd like that, we'll give you the rules for that. Or by 8.55, we'll carry the speech live at 8, and we'll be drunk by 8.30. Because mm-hmm. I've picked keywords. Um, hideout Go this evening. In addition to that, too, J-Dubs, we'll play a little Hideout Go! And an awful, disgusting story about Matt Albert that Tommy was telling me back in the office. <laughs> It's the worst thing I've ever heard. It's the worst visual ever. And it explains so much about this kid. Do we have to go through this? Yes, we will. I will say that even I found it disgusting. It is. And uh, the big thing, uh, though, I had alluded to it during the openings, the introductions, if you will. Tommy Bateman, Jack Napier. Yes. The Battle of the Bulge. 
the battle of, uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, it's Anger. Not, it's not going to be much of a battle. Chunks, mission. We're going to talk about that during the 9 o'clock hour. I need you to pull the audio from Friday night to play so that people know what it is that we're referring to. And that may get things going again. Get some tempers flaring? I'll tell you this. Tommy had to be restrained at the wing house after the open door for the fear of murdering our new intern, Jack Napier, who is now on day four. Day four, and he was almost killed by the director. Yes. It was a very uncomfortable night at the wing house after the show Friday. So... Uh, let's go to Stamper and Bear Lake to kick things off in the hindsight on a Monday. What's up, Stamper? Hey, what's going on, guys? I like that intro. It answered my question. I was just wondering if you made it. I had to go out of town Friday. Yes, uh, Matt Albert, that's what we played it for. We probably played a couple more times throughout the night, different times, so that people know what exactly happened. But Matt Albert did make it the entire way, and so it's time for people to pay up. Well, that's incredible. I'll be in Friday. Okay, very good, Stamper. We'll see you at the open door, my friend. All right, guys. See you. Now, I'll say this, too. Thanks to Bo. Bo came up. He's tried to get here just in time for the show. He didn't make it. But he said he was going to pledge, I believe it was $4 per mile. Mm-hmm. Grand total of... $100. He brought in uh, five crisp $20 bills. Wow. I was talking to Russ Rollins at the employee rally, which we will dissect in mere moments. And he told me he, too, has to pay off. So this is really, really, Matt becoming lucrative for you yep. first of all very quickly how'd you feel over the weekend i felt like crap uh told you when i shut up <laughs> on a saturday when i woke up i couldn't move i just stayed in my bed for about uh 45 minutes to an hour just laying still because i every time i moved a finger what hurt the most uh the blisters on my feet the blisters on, i know you even called me on saturday when i was out and about to go get you some some ointment or some blister stuff. Yeah, I I have uh, like eight or nine blisters on my feet. So, one just huge one on the bottom of my right and foot. And you and you were taking your socks off, drying your feet at all times. Yeah. And you still got blisters to that degree. And they're bad, and it just hurts every time I walk. It doesn't hurt as bad when I'm on, when I wear shoes, but uh, when I'm barefoot, it just really hurts. Walking around the house. Yeah. All right, so Matt Albert did make it. Did you uh, did you figure out if you'd lost any weight? Did any of your clothes feel any, a lighter or anything like that? My skin looks saggier. <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> you know, I'll say this, and I'm not kidding you. The big, meaty triceps, they did. They looked a little bit uh, slimmer. A little bit slimmer. They're not really meaty. They're flabby, yeah. so I misspoke. But <laughs> now, uh, now, did you eat a lot this weekend to make up uh, for all the, the weight losing you did do on Friday? Uh, I had some KFC on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Stereotypes being shattered all over the world. Now, here's the funny thing. He comes home. Uh, my chick and I uh, order pizza. Mm-hmm. He comes. He leaves, takes it out of the trash, comes back. An entire bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Extra crispy. <laughs> extra coronary. Of course. Coronary. And about 45 minutes or so later, he comes down with an empty, empty bucket. How many pieces in the bucket? Eight. I was hungry. I earned it, damn it. Smack Daddy in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Smack Daddy? How's it going? Good. Hey, I got a couple of things. Uh, I had pledged a buck uh, a mile for that deal for him. Mm-hmm. But since uh, Mr. Millionaire Brett Bush is chicken pooped out on his deal, 
I'm going to up it to two dollars a mile. Wow! Oh, so Smack Daddy going to bring up fifty bucks for? Uh... Hey, I'm going to bring it up Friday, but I, I got another something I want to. You know, you know when you guys do the uh, helmet of pain? Yes, sir. Yes. I would like to be the official supplier of the Snorter Yard hot sauce because I found some hot sauce that I don't believe that. I, I would almost feel guilty about bringing it up there because somebody might try it. What, 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 what kind is it? It's a, it, has, it comes in four strengths. Big letters on the front of it made up in Kansas, and it says 25% pain, 50% pain, 75% pain, or 100% pain. All right, well, bring it up. Of, I had a friend of mine that... Well, bring it, Smack Daddy. Bring it up on uh, Friday, and we will uh, and we'll definitely get that going. I appreciate that, Smack Daddy. Nice. Maybe we'll test it for you, Matt. Yeah. Just to see if it's hot enough for the helmet of pain for the fantasy football uh, team uh, league coming up. Uh, this you like fall. hot sauce, right? No, I don't. I hate hot sauce. Oh. All right, Dubs. Let's take a break. So we got a recap of Matt Albert. He did accomplish the fat man walking. He will be going on the monster cruise. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, when everybody pays up, we'll have enough money to have a lot of fun and to lose that virginity, which he is hoping to lose uh, on the Monster Cruise. Let's take a break and come back and talk about this employee rally. Now, I'm sure all of you have heard about it if you listened probably to any Clear Channel station today. Yes, everybody uh, in the Clear Channel cluster was at the employee rally. A little behind-the-scenes radio for you, but here's what... Here's what sucks. Mm-hmm. As much as it's behind-the-scenes radio, it's every office in America. Yeah, well, I mean, any, like, anytime you have a... It, it's very similar to any of the Christmas parties anybody's been to or any kind of celebration party where it's office only. And, you know, it's real weird because what makes radio cool is what we do here. Mm-hmm. What makes it suck are the things like this afternoon where yeah. we have to go be around other people. And... Usually, it's voluntary. Not this and, and, and it makes it a, a little less fun when you know you have to be there. I will right, we'll talk about the employee rally next. Because I wrote down a lot of stuff for us to talk about. Right on the top of the list, it being mandatory. Let's see what else. Uh, Dubs Uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Tommy the Troublemaker. What? Binge Drinking. That was me. Um, there's a lot. Oh, boy. You weren't alone in the binge drinking area. Office relationships. There's so much just dirt. Clear channel dirt you'll get next here in the Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Monday night with the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Coming up, qualification for the trip to Vegas from the Bernie Mac show. Airfare, hotel accommodations in New York, New York. $200 in spending cash. Great prize. We get you qualified for that all week. Uh, all right. So, for the longest time, we've been getting these emails here at the Clear Channel Compound and our emails about this employee rally. Now, they held it last year just before we got here from Washington, D.C. So, we come out, um, and, and they tried to get us to come here early, too, because they wanted us to be able to be here, you know, for the employee rally. It's a big deal. So this is our first employee rally, okay? Now, Dubs, you and I are not used to things like this because no. we haven't ever really had... I haven't been to a pep rally since South Grand Prairie High School in 1996. Back in Washington, D.C., we would have the ratings parties, but it was a far cry from a pep rally. Yeah, 
And even with that, too, it was just the radio station. It was never particularly, like, all of the radio stations. And, of course, mm-hmm. we here own, I don't know how many entities we own, but it's a lot. There are a lot of people that were at this place uh, right here in Maitland. We're out to Mont Springs. So, regardless, we walk in, and, oh, first of all, it's mandatory. Mm-hmm. So the pe- Now, here's the funny thing. It's kind of like the high school pep rally, where, remember classes would always be shortened in high school? If you had 50-minute classes, then they were like 45 minutes. The idea is there's an extra hour right before you're let out where the entire school pours into the gymnasium for a pep rally. Okay? So we're in there, and it's mandatory. We Mm -hmm. all got to go. Which, you know, fine. I honestly think it's a good thing to go. I think uh, it's a good thing to get everybody together and do this kind of stuff. I, I honestly do think it's a a nice thing to be able to see faces you don't see all the time. And it can be a networking tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, you work with these people, you ne- at least need to know them and have your face be recognized. Like Tommy used to you know, complain a lot that he was never recognized by anybody in the building, but he didn't show up to a lot of stuff. And that's why I really wanted him to be there today. In addition to the fact that it was mandatory. <laughs> well, I take that back. So we go uh, today, and it turns out there is free booze. Yes, but open you, bar. Open bar, but you have to tip, and there's food. And the food was decent. Mm-hmm. But here's where it gets weird. And any of you who have had, you know what it is. Damn it, I just thought of it. About three, four weeks ago, The Office did this episode. Where the guy in charge throws the um, annual party mm-hmm. at Chili's, <laughs> where he emcees the whole thing, okay? <laughs> and he does a whole routine, and the people are there for drinks and the free food. Otherwise, they really honestly wouldn't go. Yeah. So, anyway, so we're all there for drinks and food. <laughs> <laughs> And then the speeches begin. Mm -hmm. Now, I am proud to say that here at Clear Channel Orlando, we are doing very, very well, not only here in Central Florida, but for the company as a whole. Actually, um, Jimmy D., who was out there kind of doing the technical stuff for it, got some recordings from uh, the meeting and emailed them to me. All right, here's some of the clips. All right, this is an exclusive here in the hideout. These are some of the clips from the Clear Channel employee rally this afternoon oh and remember next friday is hawaiian shirt day so you know if you want to go ahead and uh wear a hawaiian shirt and jeans so that was this afternoon Mm -hmm. where we were that's part of it it was that i'm telling you it was that to the nth degree here's a part of the problem uh I could I could dissect this because I love human nature, so please bear with me. So you have a bunch of radio people who are attention whores as it is. Yes. Who need to be seen. Now, that's the on-air talent. Now, what's odd is that, you know, management and the behind-the-scenes people never get that kind of glory, you know, that we get. And They're you... working hard behind the scenes. They're things behind the scenes. And if you ever uh, notice... This is when they take center stage. Yes. This and uh, the, the uh, Christmas parties is where they take center stage every time. So they get the opportunity 
to hold court in front of a whole bunch of um, radio uh, court gestures. Yeah. Really? So they're there, and it's just, it's an odd dynamic watching them talk and give their speeches, and then hearing the fake laughter. <laughs> and Not the, even that fake laughter, Tommy. And the, <laughs> and the fake awkward applause. And, I mean, we're talking, you know, like the Internet, people get up there, and they do a great job. Yes. Mind you, they do a fantastic job. RealRadio.fm, RealRadio.fm, RealRadio.fm. <laughs> but they're up there giving their speeches and cracking their jokes, and it's like, oh, come on. We've installed the new T1 line that'll be beneficial in RX3451 sector of the radio station. <laughs> and actually, I threw an LOL out there a few times at him. That's what I was, that's what I was doing on my, on my table. I, was, I didn't have a keyboard, but I was going... It's like it was going to be the LOL. I left my ass off. I've kind of compared this to like the White House, the the press dinner that they have every year, mm-hmm. where the president is funny for like once a year, and then all the press people just kind of sit there and eat the free food and forget that they hate him for a while. And, and just... it's and I mean, nobody hates anybody, but it's just it's the weird dynamic of having to laugh, having to. Uh, do we have another clip? Uh, from this afternoon? Uh, I'm downloading it right now. Okay, I think we have another clip from this afternoon's employee rally. But, and then the mingling with the coworkers is always uncomfortable because you go and you see these people every day. These aren't people you'd normally talk to. These aren't people that you'd want to have a conversation or a relationship with. Yet somehow, you have to because you're at a rally. And when you think about it, like, for example, I'll just give you an example. Jimmy D. Is, is, <laughs> do you think that the people who work at this station or at Real Rock, we would get together, we would get along fine. We yeah. do get along perfectly. But are we going to get along so much with the people from Magic? <laughs> I mean, and that's why you have different radio stations, because there's different demographics of people and different things that people like. Or 540, you know, the uh, the... The AM talk station. Now, I have uh, someone, uh, a clip of someone talking about the mandatory part of this thing. All right, hold on a second. Um, I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. So if you could be here around 9, that would be great. Okay? That was basically the emails again. <laughs> uh, tomorrow at 4 early. Don't you know we get here at 645? That's like telling everybody else they got to be at work at 6 a.m. So anyway, uh, just really fast. So, you know, you have the odd dynamic of having to be around everyone you don't really know or don't want to know <laughs> or care okay. to know with the, with the awkward laughter and the awkward applause. <laughs> okay. So then, on top of all of this, Tommy decides to be an ass. Yeah. What? And because the inappropriate. Of, because of the over the top non necessary laughter <laughs> in, in the wrong spot where no one else is uh throwing it in. <laughs> he starts doing that. So our table becomes the back of the room, we become Beavis and Butthead. And I saw people looking at us. You had your back to everyone. I had my back to you because I couldn't look at you. Yeah, oh, Dubs, so proud. Dubs, who's normally the most unco- like person who starts all of this stuff, 
was so uncomfortable when Tommy was doing it. Why are you getting all upset? We didn't do anything that bad. I had to tell you to shut up multiple times. Why? I was laughing. I was I was girthful. Girthful? What? You live your life with girth. Yeah. You mean mirthful. Back door. <laughs> Milton, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Milton? Hey, Milton, I didn't get my paycheck on today, and if I found the drink, they set the building on fire. Yeah, that was happening, too. So, regardless. The was... odd part is that they were playing music that no, <laughs> no station plays. And yeah, none of our stations play the... Um, Video killed the radio star? Oh, yeah. my God. Right, what else do I have written down? Oh, <laughs> the binge drinking. I had about three alcoholic beverages in 45 minutes to get past all of the uncomfortable douche chill moments. Oh, and then I'm not going to say who, but two. one person begins to give a speech. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> and to me, it was borderline racist. And I was just like, douche chill. What's going on? What's going on? Now, I guess I must have mistaken um, black people for black bean. Yes. I guess it was actually black bean that was said, not black people. And every, I guess it wasn't so racist now that I look at it. Yeah, every uh, everybody else in the room is laughing. So you thought you were just sitting in there in a Klan rally <laughs> when, he was actually, when he was actually just saying black bean, not black people. And I thought, oh, my God, what is going on here? I thought Central Florida was more progressive than this. All right, let me look over. What else did I want to talk about? The binge The website's drinking? doing real well. Yeah, we heard about that. Well, I mean, we have no part of it, though. Okay, that was the other thing. Right. That's what put us in the bad mood. So, just real fast, and we'll move on with the show. So, we're there for the pep rally. Where everybody's supposed to be getting in a good mood. And everybody's getting slaps on the back. And here, Real Radio FM, Real Radio FM, Real Radio FM, Real Radio FM, <laughs> ha- does we're like number three in the nation yes. as far as websites go for Clear Channel, which is essentially number three in the nation, you know, because I know Infinity gives a crap about their websites mm-hmm. or CBS Radio. Sorry. So it was, you know, and I'm not gonna say who was talking, but they go, and it's a very special thank you to the monsters. For real radio FM doing doing that uh, that FM doing so well. Then it's a radio a big special uh, thank you to the Shannon Burke show that makes it look so good. It's a big special thank you to the Phillips file. And uh, moving and on. Cut that right there. And then wow. there's nothing going on in the station after seven o'clock. And scene. <laughs> Who are you people? The hideout. So here's what's here's what's also very weird about it. Our half of the room, what happens, which happens to be a lot of, you know, JRR, real radio people, all look at our table <laughs> and we're just <laughs> laughing. I'm laughing because uh, that's all I could do at that point. And 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 I want to throw my glass against the wall, thinking, oh, we never do anything for the website. No. We are very, very web-friendly. Everything that we do, we try to put it on that website. There's audio. There's podcasts. We there's put pictures. Pic- yeah, we put pictures up immediately as stuff is going on to make sure that uh, the, the website does well and the listeners get to see what's going on on the show. But uh, thank Video. you to the monsters. Virtual. File. Woo-hoo. Wonderful. 
and sane. You guys are the best. She did say all you other guys, but I think she was talking about Real Music Weekend. Yeah, uh, John Doe and uh, everyone else. Christ almighty. That didn't just sum everything up. In a nice little pep rally. So maybe in the history of pep rallies, it's like you go to the pep rally when you're in high school and they run down the other team. We were the other team. You mentioned the towels, right? A nice parting gift. Oh, I forgot the terrible were... towels that we got in there. You're a towel. The batch rags. Yeah, we got batch. We got batch towels. Uh, actually, I've got audio from you, Hefe, when you were leaving the employee rally. Mm-hmm. I hate this job. I hate this goddamn job, and I don't need it. Is that waiting? <laughs> Is that waiting? I think so. You were drinking a little bit. Oh, uh, what? Deep oh, and I'll be drinking again. What? <laughs> the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Monday night in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. All right, let me see what else we have. Uh, that trip to Vegas we've talked about. we got a racist teacher, Spirit of the Truth 2. Sin City trip. Um, we'll get you qualified for that tonight. I'll get you thinking about it. How would you kill? Mm-hmm. Be thinking about an answer to that question. How would you kill? And we'll explain it a little bit later on. Disgusting story between Matt Albert and uh, a girl and a phone in tears. And more. Uh, yeah. And other fluids. Tommy Ew. Bateman versus Jack Napier. And uh, so much more. Real fast. So a couple of times in the show, we've had Drew Curtis from Fark.com on the show. Mm-hmm. He came in and hung out, I think, the whole uh, show last week, right? Last Monday, he came in and hung out uh, from 7.30 till 11. Um, joined him. Uh, he's um, going to a Fark party, I think, toward the end of the year. Here in Orlando? Fark.com, for those of you that don't know, it's kind of a news, but news site. Essentially, yeah, with a little uh, comical edge to it. Yeah, and it has a whole lot more too. Like classified that whole, all that fun stuff. But, um, so we had him on, and we've had him on twice. I, mean, I think we had him on at the end of the year last year, and then mm-hmm. you know he came and sat in on the show on Monday. And I went Fark doing a little show prep this morning, and I happened to see that he's going to be on on, on in the morning. I guess he was on this morning on. Uh, Jack FM, 105.9 Jack FM, mm-hmm. where these soon to be. And I'm just like, I don't know. It, it pisses me off because I know that the morning guy over there is a hack. Mm-hmm. I know he's an ass by the fir- by the tr- just virtue of the way that the trash that he talked about us before we even got here, and then once we got here. The stuff that's been said um, to people, the stuff that's been said on the internet, and oddly enough, it's uh, he's never had the balls to come out and say it on the air. He's never had the balls to say it when it matters. He and, uh, he feels comfortable behind a ty- uh, a uh, keyboard typing away. I confronted him one time, and I was very nice to him because I hadn't met him before, and I have no problem with someone who I uh, I haven't met yet. And he was very, very uh, cool then. Oh, but I he, heard he's two-faced like yeah. that. But uh, I would say two and a half, three weeks later, he's flipped the flipped the switch again and you know gone to the ass angle. And 
and I, uh, it just, you know, it sucks when obviously, you know, this is one of those things of, well, the hideout did it, I'm going to do it. And it seems to be a nice little, I don't know, trend over at that station of, well, the night show did it, we're going to do it. I know for a fact that they've had meetings over there, not about this station, but about our show. And how to take down the hideout, the mighty hideout. Which gets ignored at the pep rally. Yeah. For some reason, there's more talk about us over there than in this building. More higher-ups are talking about us there than here. So I just saw that, and I thought, you know what? I want to call him out. He's an ass, and uh, he's a no-talent, and he's doing very poorly, and I'm very happy. And I've said it, I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Every town has a Drew Garabo. Every town has a Jody and Scott. Every single town has these hacks. You go to Detroit, you go to Lansing, you go to Flint, Michigan, every town has these douchebags. Grass Lake, Iowa has them. Reno, you're on the air. (laughs) So, uh, to them, F you. And keep on listening, please. And the gloves have come off. Now, we're not going to get as buck wild as Star did, <laughs> although, trust me, we have the information that we could, but we're not. But enough is enough. And I know you listen. I know you listen now. So, uh, F you, and it starts tonight. And it's going to be bad. And it probably won't take long. And if I were Drew, uh, I'd be scared. And the one thing I'd be scared for or about Jack FM. Uh, is the virus. Absolutely. So, good luck, buddy. We'll take a break, come back. We'll talk drinking game. We'll get this show started. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. All right, we're on a Monday night in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Uh, I'm getting this 95 North to shut down at uh, State Road 442. Why? More brush fires? Probably. I thought we had a lot of rain. Uh. I guess that was last week, yeah. uh, last Wednesday or Thursday. I heard that we uh, are supposed to be looking for more rain coming up here pretty soon to kind of take them out for good, but that's a pipe dream. Um, so we have the... Uh, I have more brush fires. Can the brush fires at least counteract the alligators? You'd hope so. What was there, two more deaths over the weekend, over the weekend from alligators? I suppose there had only been like 18 deaths since like the 50s or something when it came to alligators, and there have been like three in the last week. I don't understand uh, the whole alligator thing. They aren't like the fastest animals on Earth. You, uh, it has to be when you're swimming, right? I, I hear it's the element of surprise. They're just hiding in the bushes and they, they get up and snatch you? I, I saw it on Local6.com, by the way. We'll also do that coming up at 10 o'clock. I heard it first in the hideout in the Headlines Game Show. But I saw where they were stalking the prey. So I guess the chick was hanging out with her with her her feet kind of dangling over the edge of the pier. That's never good. And then I guess the alligator saw her, and I guess she got up, or maybe she didn't even get a chance to get up. It just came up and got her. Hmm. And they say that she did not die from drowning, at least the very first one. She didn't die from the drowning. It was probably more than anything else, blood loss and shock. Just getting the death roll to you? Dude, could you just imagine what that even is beginning to feel like? 
And you got to think to yourself, okay, you got. What was local six did a story? I want to just throw that this out to you guys real fast. All right, right here. Uh, this will be a very quick version of hideout. Go. All right, which of the following Florida animals scares you the most? Alligators, sharks, snakes, spiders, roaches. Matt Albert, go. Uh, sharks. Really? For being afraid of spiders and snakes. The sharks are the ones that get you? You're a black man who never goes swimming. Why would a shark scare you when you never have the ability to even get in the ocean? It's the only one I remember from the list. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> well, Def- that's not the one you fear the most. Definitely the snakes are mine. Okay, let me see here. All right, here we go. We got this from Myro. Brush fires and alligator attacks. It's the sign of Armageddon. June 6th, 06, bitch. We had to do something fun. We had to we had to throw a six 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 party. Why not? When does it fall? What day of the week does that fall on? Um, it will fall. Why can't we have a hideout anniversary party then? It falls on a Tuesday. That's perfect. Is it? Yes. Why okay. not? Who's not going to go out and party on six six six? How often does that come around? You got to be kidding me. That seems like it would be a lot of fun. Guarantee the Pope won't be. How about this? Partying. We love Halloween so much. I mean, we love Halloween like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Why don't we throw a Halloween party? Everybody already has costumes. Everybody likes their costumes. Everybody likes to play dress up. But instead, we'll do it a Tuesday night in the middle of the summer. On, day. on 666. Nice. Oh, come on. All right, Chunks, I don't know where you are. Probably back in the office eating. <laughs> but write that down. And we'll call it the, the hideout slash slayer party. All right, that maybe that. Maybe we got a little slayer going in the background. Of course. Why wouldn't you? 666. Manson? No, just slayer. I can't really go with all slayer. We want girls to show up. Slayer and uh, Iron Maiden. All right, let's involve our buddies from virtualpursuit.com. All right, so what, we want girls who were hip in 1983 to show up? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? They're easy. What about some scorpions, maybe? No. This is not going to be an 80s reunion on 666. This is all about the future. At least some Nelson. Nelson Nelson doesn't fit into the whole 666 vibe. Nelson! Yes, they do. Nelson isn't the same as Slayer. Nelson! It's not the same. Yes, it is. We'll all be rocking out to Alter Sacrifice. All right, I'm down for this. I think this could be a lot of fun. Cradle of Filth, maybe? (laughs) What do we have, three weeks to get this together? All right, I want our friends from virtualpursuit.com to uh, to help us out. All right. All right. Link, I'm gonna do you a favor. What? <laughs> he wants to he wants to say his mom's birthday is on six six six. Just don't. It's not. I'm. A... Hey, buddy, how you doing? Doing good, man. Nobody here did this though. My birthday is on Halloween. Yeah, that doesn't um. You realize that kind of leaves jokes wide open, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jack I realize Liner. that. Yeah. All right, you know. Free candy. I just... Well, happy You're... birthday, nonetheless, to your mom, all right? Yo, Teeth man, like no candy problem. corn. Stop! What is that going to do? That's not going to help anything. More like black jelly beans. The chocolate cap kind. That's, that's not the... going to help, bro. Jujubees. Why would you Why would you run down Link, one of the top heretics? They're soft like jelly bellies. <laughs> I don't know why you'd call in with that piece of information. All right, got to take a break. Oh, drinking game. You ready for the drinking game? Yeah. All right, so Bush is going to uh, have this little, his version of an immigration rally. And I guess it's talking, it's going to do some sort of a speech, a state uh, presidential address on immigration. 
It's being carried on only like two of the five big networks, I suppose, or two of the four. Here are the words I think we should drink to. All right, Dubs? Okay. See if you agree or if I should take any of these off. The obvious is terror, illegal, immigrant or immigrants, Mm -hmm. English, Spanish. We're going to be drunk five minutes into this thing. Guest worker, border, National Guard troops. No. Family or families. You just gave the whole speech. Mexico, California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. Shut up, no. And America. How about the? (laughs) I didn't write America. I didn't think America. I think that's excessive. What about a pause, then? Which ones ones do you want me to take out? Let's say we only go with ten. Real fast for our drinking game, as we're going to carry the presidential address here in a second on immigration. Which ones do I take out? Terror, stay or go? Terror stays. Illegal. Come we'll keep on. Keep that one. Right. It is the illegal and immigrant should stay. Okay. English. Take English out. Damn it, dude. Spanish? Spanish stays in. Guest worker. Out. Come on. I thought you wanted to get drunk during this. Border. In. All right. National Guard troops. In. Families. Out. Mexico. And California. I got I got I got four states here. Okay, we'll take two of the four. All right, there's California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. California and Texas. Go or stay. Damn it, Arizona's gonna get mentioned a lot, and New Mexico probably too. All right, here are the drinking. But it's about old. I hear the drinking uh, terms. All right. Hideout drinking game set. We'll carry the presidential's uh, the president's. Announcement about immigration mm-hmm. or his little speech, whatever he's going to do. His his, uh, his 06 scare tactic. Terror, illegal, immigrant, Spanish, border, national troops, Mexico, California, Texas. When you hear those words, you take a sip of your beer. And just to help you along, because I know as we drink, we're going to uh, start glossing over the words. So I will hit every time I hear one of those words. And it's just a drink of your beer. Yes, it's not a shot every time. Play along at home. Coming up next, presidential address on immigration with the hideout. Hideout style, drinking game, baby. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. It's a Monday night with the hideout. Hour two on a Monday. Still waiting on the president to take uh, stage. Are you monitoring in there, Dubs? Yes, I am. Uh, 407, uh, 916-1041, 888-978-1041. Also, too, we'll get our... Is he up now? All right, tied out drinking game. Yes, he is. Uh, he just uh, stepped up. Here are the keywords: Terror, illegal, immigrant, Spanish, border, national troops, Mexico, California, Texas. Southern border, others have organized to stop illegal immigrants from coming in. Across the country, Americans are trying to reconcile these contrasting images. And in Washington, the debate over immigration reform has reached a time of decision. Jesus. Tonight... I will make it clear where I stand and where I want to lead our country on this vital issue. We must begin by recognizing the problems with our immigration system. Oh, boy. For decades, the United States has not been in complete control of its borders. As a result, many who want to work in our economy have been able to sneak across our border. 
and millions have stayed. Once here, illegal immigrants live in the shadows of our society. Many use forged documents to get jobs. And that makes it difficult for employers to verify that the workers they hire are legal. Illegal immigration puts pressure on public schools and hospitals. It strains state and local budgets and brings crime to our communities. These are real problems. Yet we must remember that the vast majority of illegal immigrants are decent people who work hard, support their families, practice their faith, and lead responsible lives. My head hurts. They are a part of American life, but they are beyond the reach and protection of American law. We're a nation of laws, and we must enforce our laws. We're also a nation of immigrants, and we must uphold that tradition which has strengthened our country in so many ways. These are not contradictory goals. America can be a lawful society and a welcoming society at the same time. We will fix the problems created by illegal immigration. And we will deliver a system that is secure, orderly, and fair. Oh, boy. So I support comprehensive immigration reform that will accomplish five clear objectives. Speech almost over. First, I'm done. the United States must secure its borders. This is a basic responsibility of a sovereign nation. It is also an urgent requirement of our national security. Our objective is straightforward. The border should be open to trade and lawful immigration and shut to illegal immigrants as well as criminals, drug dealers, and terrorists. I was the governor of a state that has a 1,200-mile border with Mexico. So I know how difficult it is to enforce the border and how important it is. Since I became president, we've increased funding for border security by 66% and expanded the border patrol from about 9,000 to 12,000 agents. The men and women of our Border Patrol are doing a fine job in difficult circumstances. All right, it's drinking game. That's, and over that's the past five years, they have apprehended and sent home about six million people entering America illegally. Despite this progress, we do not yet have full control of the border, and I am determined okay. oh. to change that. Tonight, I'm calling on Congress to provide funding for dramatic improvements in manpower and technology at the border. By the end of 2008, we will increase the number of Border Patrol officers by an additional 6,000. When these new agents are deployed, we will have more than doubled the size of the Border Patrol during my presidency. God. At the same time, we are launching the most technologically advanced border security initiative in American history. We will construct high-tech fences in urban corridors and build new patrol roads and barriers in rural areas. We will employ motion sensors, infrared cameras, and unmanned aerial vehicles to prevent illegal crossings. America has the best technology in the world, and we will ensure that the Border Patrol has the technology they need to do their job. All right, so and hideout, our Real Radio 104.1, that's another one, Dubs. We're doing the hideout drinking game right now with uh, President Bush. The words are terror, illegal, immigrant, Spanish, border, uh, National Guard troops, Mexico, California, Texas. Every time I hit this button, that means he, uh, he said it, and you have to drink. How are you doing? I'm so loaded. <laughs> this isn't even right. National Guard. So in coordination with governors, up to 6,000 Guard members will be deployed to our southern border. 
the Border Patrol will what? remain in the lead. Come on! The Guard will assist the Border Patrol by operating surveillance systems, analyzing intelligence, installing fences and vehicle <laughs> barriers, building patrol roads, and providing training. Oops, that was one. Guard units will not be involved in direct law enforcement activities. That duty will be done by the Border Patrol. <laughs> this initial commitment of Guard members would last for a period of one year. After that, the number of guard forces will be reduced as new Border Patrol agents and new technologies come online. <laughs> it is important for Americans to know that we have enough guard forces to win the war on terror, to respond <laughs> to natural disasters, and to help secure our border. Come on, dude. The United <laughs> States is not going to militarize the southern border. Mexico is our neighbor and our friend. We will continue to work cooperatively to improve security on both sides of the border, to confront common problems like drug trafficking and crime, and to reduce illegal immigration. Another Killing way to help me. during this period of transition is through state and local law enforcement in our border communities. So we will increase federal funding for state and local authorities assisting the Border Patrol on targeted enforcement missions. We will give state and local authorities the specialized training they need to help federal officers apprehend and detain illegal immigrants. Damn, state and I local thinking? law enforcement officials are an important part of our border security, and they need to be a part of our strategy to secure our borders. <laughs> the steps I've outlined Keep will improve going, our ability buddy. to catch people I entering can't. our country illegally. I can't. At the same time, we must ensure that every illegal immigrant we catch crossing our southern border no! is returned home. <laughs> More than 85% of the illegal immigrants we catch crossing the That's southern two. border are Mexicans. Three. And most are sent back home within 24 hours. But when we catch illegal immigrants from other countries, it is not as easy to send them back home. For many years, the government did not have enough space in our detention facilities to hold them while the legal process unfolded. <laughs> so, most were released back into our society right. and asked to return for a court date. Can you please stop? I'm drinking tequila. I'm drinking rum and coke. <laughs> no, no <laughs> beer. This is not a hard liquor day. It's a hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Drink responsibly. Uh, president, illegal immigration drinking game. Uh, boy. Uh, it's like 50-something already. I've never heard border said so many times. <laughs> Christ almighty, get a thesaurus. He's like, he's like the micro-machine guy with that border word. Oh. Deportation time. And we're making it clear <laughs> to foreign governments that they must accept back their citizens who violate our immigration laws. As a result of these actions, we've ended catch and release for illegal immigrants from some countries. And I will ask Congress for additional funding and legal authority so we can end catch and release at the southern border once and for all. <laughs> when people know that they'll be caught and sent home if they enter our country illegally, mm. they will be less likely to try to sneak in. Second, to secure our border, we must create a temporary That was one? Program. That was only one? The reality is that there are many people on the other side five. of our border who will do anything to come to America to work to break over and that. build a better life. They walk across miles of desert in the summer heat or hide in the back of 18-wheelers to reach our country. <laughs> this creates enormous pressure on our border that walls and patrols alone will not stop. I'm on the border of throwing up. <laughs> to secure the border effectively, we must reduce the numbers of people trying to sneak across.
Next, he's going to talk about Therefore, I support a temporary worker program that would create a legal path for foreign workers to enter our country in an orderly way for a limited period of time. This program would match willing foreign workers with willing American employers for jobs Americans are not doing. Every worker who applies for the program would be required to pass criminal background checks. I'm getting this. I'm about to puke. Constant sips of Captain and Coke. <laughs> beer. Light beer. And you're not driving. The program would meet the needs of our economy. And it would give honest immigrants a way to provide for their families while respecting the law. A temporary worker program would reduce the appeal of human smugglers and make it less likely that people would risk their lives to cross the border. It would ease the financial burden on state and local governments by replacing illegal workers with lawful taxpayers. And above all, a temporary worker program would add to our security by making certain we know who no. is in our country and why they are here. Third, we need to hold All employers right. to account Halfway for the there. workers they hire. Halfway there. It is against the law to hire someone who is in this country illegally. Yet businesses often cannot verify the legal status of their employees Can we break? because of the widespread problem of Please. document fraud. I need a break. Therefore, comprehensive immigration reform no. must include a better system for verifying documents and work eligibility. What? A key part of that system should be a new identification card for every legal foreign worker. Oh, this card should use biometric technology, such as digital fingerprints to make gone. it tamper-proof. Oh, a tamper-proof card would help us enforce the law and leave employers with no excuse for violating it. I'm sweating. And by making it harder for illegal immigrants to find no. work in our country, Damn the double whammy. we would discourage people from crossing the border illegally in the first place. No, no whammies, no Fourth, whammies. We must face the reality that millions of illegal immigrants are here already. They should not be given an automatic path to citizenship. This is amnesty, and I oppose it. Amnesty would be unfair to those who are here lawfully. I oppose the border. And it would invite further waves of illegal hey. immigration. Oh, that was you. Some in this country argue that the solution is to, is to deport every illegal immigrant. And that any proposal short of this amounts to amnesty. I disagree. It is neither wise nor realistic to round up millions of people, many with deep roots in the United States, and send them across the border. There is a rational middle ground between granting an automatic path to citizenship for every illegal out. immigrant Damn and a it. program of mass deportation. we got to take a break. That middle ground recognizes there are differences between an illegal immigrant who crossed oh, the border. Oh, God. Right, we got to take a break. We'll, we'll leave it there. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back. That's an even... Uh, ten, he, was, 20, he was only about 30. Uh, according to my mark, we've had 90. <laughs> 90 drinks. Sips. Yes. Oh, boy. We'll take a break. Come back. The president's immigration speech. Hey, Mo. It's the Hideout Row Radio. What a 4.1. Oh, man. I've been trying to catch up on the 90 during the commercial break. How did that work out for uh, you? Not so well. I'm dizzy. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1 in the middle of the Hideout presidential drinking game. He's giving a speech on immigration like a dumbass. Hear the words I chose. 
terror, illegal, immigrant, Spanish, border, National Guard troops, Mexico, California, Texas. Border's what's killing me. Border is over and over and over again. I've hit 90 before we went to the commercial break. Uh, Frank and Haines City are in the hideout. What's up, Frank? Man, I tell you, I've never hard at a presidential speech before. <laughs> oh, you never laughed so hard at one? Dude, it's killing me. It's killing my liver. It was just what I had his phone was cutting out. Sorry, man. That or maybe his phone was fine and it just to me it seemed like it was cutting out. <laughs> you guys yelled at me for getting the 18 pack. Said so we never need near that much. Alright, do we go back already in progress? It's already in progress. Continue Let's do with it. the hideout drinking game? <laughs> no, it's done oh, now. It's done. It's over? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it just ended because I just checked it. Yeah, but um, I, I was listening during the break. Uh, 32. No. Yeah. No, stop. I'm taking my headphones off. Stop with the one-ups. I can't do it. There's 32 up here. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, look, a mushroom. <laughs> Green one. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I would have gone longer, but I swear to Christ, if we'd gone longer in that last segment, I would have passed yeah. out. You aren't looking very good over there. I'm not kidding you, though. I tried to keep up, and we may have missed a couple. But I know I hit. I had a heavy finger there, and I hit a couple that I shouldn't have. No, get him out of here. I'm not kidding. You gotta drink the breath. No. <laughs> 90 sips, dude. 90 just before we went to commercials. I don't even know what happened in the last... Four or five minutes. Why don't you just get a syringe and inject it in? I'm going to have to. To keep up like that, yeah. That's the only way. Why don't you take the syringe and just stab it into your liver? Yeah, my poor liver and kidneys. Oh, Christ. It's going to wake up with a cigarette in his mouth right next to you. Uh, did anybody understand what he said? Me? Yeah. No. I don't even understand what I say. Brent and Longwood, you're in the hideout on Rogue Radio. What's up, Brent? Hey, Ida. What's going on? Hey there, brother. Dude, I just watched the uh, presidential speech, and the magic word was border. Mm -hmm. Every time he said border, take its flag to something, dude, it was 44 times. He said border 44 times? 44 times. I'm about 15 minutes away from getting blood alcohol poisoning. Okay, stop, stop. drinking. Be careful. <laughs> Damn it. That's not what we needed. Someone. That's not what we needed on the radio. Have a good night. Good night, you too. Oh, my God. What is he doing saying border so much? And Does he know people are doing drinking games to this? Uh, obviously, because this is just a scare tactic election year thing. You know what I mean? And why was I an idiot to break up illegal and immigrant into two? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering after a while, because those ended up being doubles. Oh. Could you imagine if we had left in English, guest worker, families, Arizona, Mexico? Families would have been the hurting one. Border had to be, border and illegal immigrant. I only heard terror once. Mm -hmm. Never really heard Spanish, did you? Although that may have been in four and five, because we exited at three. Now yeah, I need there, was a, there was five points to that, wasn't there? To his speech. Now I need a recap of what he said during four and five. No, we don't, because I'm going to hit this again. Stop. People are already bitching about that. What? Break that button is what they're saying. <laughs> Stop. Me, Seriously. Someone's passed out. I'm trying to keep up with that. <laughs> Who invented drinking games? College kids. Bored people. That's us.
Anti-Matt in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Anti-Matt? All I want to say, if BJ was playing the game, that boy's dead right now. Yeah, we'd be fighting. Uh, <laughs> fight Curious BJ, uh, Dubs' cousin who was down and kicked out of here. If he had been playing along, too, I could only imagine what would be going on with him. Oh, you're killing me. Everybody on the phones, you have to talk slower tonight. <laughs> Your brain's moving a little bit uh, less today? Yeah, are you kidding me? Now, you think that was good for my cholesterol? Yeah. I think that helped out. Actually, I think it's just like one glass of wine is supposed to help. What about uh, 95 some odd drinks of uh, beer? In about eight minutes? That's not the way you're supposed to do it. No. You're good for a week. <laughs> Sorry. That was kind of dirty, my bad. It just went down three points. Congratulations. Sinatra, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Sinatra? Hey, fellas, what's going on? Hey, dude. I just want to say, man, halfway through, I just put an IV up to a keg and stuck it in my eye, man, because yeah. it, it was less painful than actually hearing the guy talk. Yeah, I hear you, Sinatra. Thank you, buddy. Good call. All right, K-Mike says, in point five, I think he said, and quote, Spanish border, Mexican border, illegal border, immigrant border, terrorist Mexican National Guard troops border. Five points of light. All right. Well, there it is. There is your Bush drinking game. I'm glad it ended. I was getting worried over here. I got to catch up, man. I'm not even close to being done with my 90 sips just before we went to break. Do you think that was live or pre-taped? I couldn't see it because our stupid TV's broken in here again. Oh, yeah. It was live. Did you see it? Was it live? Yeah, I mean, but they Was could've... he sitting at the desk? Yeah. I mean, they could have pre-taped that easily. Let me ask you. Yeah, that is true. I don't know why they wouldn't pre-tape that. Because every channel was like, oh, our regular shows will be shown at 8.20 p.m. Right. So I set my VCR for an extra hour afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, um, why would he give a speech on immigration? I should think uh, about it. You know, everybody knows where he stands on it. It's not a shocker for anybody. I don't know why there would be the need for a, you know, a speech. I mean, there's good shows on. Do it on a what is it, Monday? Sunday early afternoon. Yeah, I've never understood the primetime thing either. Well, they want to reach as many people as possible. Well, then do it during Oprah. Why don't you go on to That's Oprah true. and do it? You know, maybe you hit up Oprah, you hit up Keith Oberman, and that's the way you do it. Or maybe, have have uh, have people play it at their leisure. Maybe you go on to Lost. No. Maybe you go on to Lost and you give the speech to uh, the others and everyone else. Don't ruin the show for me. Mike in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Mike? I had to pull off the road and get another beer out of the truck. <laughs> you ass, I hate you. No, you didn't. Thank you. He's killing me. Our sweet Rita. Does it, Rita from D.C.? Yeah. yeah. Hey there, sweetie. Uh, listening on RealRadio.fm. Uh, I wish Tia would I am. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> because of the National Guard deployment, that's why there was a speech. I need someone to com- protect my liver. It's dying, dude. I got to go. I'm going to go to the restroom. It's going to be white. It's going to be clear. That means I'm good to drive. You're just going to have chunks of liver coming out. <laughs> right. Or chunks. Uh, <laughs> kidney failure, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. 
Yo, why do you guys keep pushing the goddamn button? I thought the speech was over. <laughs> I gotta get caught up. I think I'm on sip 54 of 90. All right, that was too big. And who has the bright idea of putting them in styrofoam cups? Chunks? Doesn't that automatically heat it up? Basically. I mean, there's no way a beer can be good in a styrofoam cup. I hate that guy. <laughs> you are drunk. What do you mean? Because I said, I hate chunks. Speaking of hatred... Bobby Hill and Philly, you're in the hideout on Rogue Radio. Bobby! Hans, uh, what are you doing, man? Do you think the president would be happy with you if he knew that uh, an illegal immigrant was playing a drinking game over his speech? Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> I, no, it does not go for callers. <laughs> the bit is over. We're done with the president and his speeches. <laughs> oh, dude, I gotta go to the restroom. Why? I broke the seal. Why would you go do something like that? You know that you... Oh, there's a new uh, prescription drug for people who uh, pee too much. (laughs) What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, to control your uh, bladder, and it makes you, uh, like, for... It lasts for 24 hours, like, on a day where you don't need... You don't want to go all the time because you're... Okay, that sounds healthy. I don't know what it is. Where would it put it? Can Can your bladder explode? I'm sure it's not that your bladder's about to explode. It's just that you feel like you need to go all the time. See, mine's mental, though. Yeah, exactly. Mine isn't a physical thing, because I know I could hold it, but one of my biggest phobias is getting caught and not being able to go to the restroom. Because one time... But you feel like you have to go, right? But one time in D.C., I got stuck on the beltway, and I had to go so bad, and there was nothing I could do. I finally made it to the point where I was able to... You know, I made it to my exit, and I pulled over... And um, I was, like, in a parking lot of an Office Max, and I had a Gatorade bottle. And I was literally, like, a mile and a half away from my place. But I went ahead and went in the Gatorade bottle because it's a huge fear. I kept it for later, the bottle. You never know when you're going to need it again. Joe in Orlando, you're in the hideout. Speaking of Gatorade, I was playing a game with Gatorade. Do you know how hydrated I am right now? <laughs> right, now you're ready to go take on Kevin Garnett in the middle of a uh, basketball court. You know, that would be an uh, interesting thing. Instead of with beer, do it with a milkshake, something that fills you up really uh, oh. really bad. And you, you just have to sit there drinking a milkshake straight every time you hear. Or syrup. <laughs> oh, syrup would be nasty. You know, Jelly. You just got a big oh. thing of uh, goober grape. Concord jelly. How about just milk? Gallon yeah. challenge. You'd oh, that'd be way more than a gallon. We'd have thrown up in the first, like, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. What if you were eating something, like pizza? No. Pizza oh. would have been good. No. How about jelly beans? 90 bites of pizza? Licorice. I could actually do 90 bites of pizza. I think I did over the weekend. be miserable. Yeah, in like 13 minutes, though. Seriously, I hate chunks. What's with the styrofoam cup? All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> Am I drunk? Do I sound yeah. drunk? Yeah. We're finish it. We're going to finish this. Styrofoam. <laughs> Cup. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Popping those peas, my friend. Who want? Oh, please. Like, you can even talk about Mike, uh... <laughs> etiquette. <Uh-oh. laughs> I'm having problems finishing my sentences. Monday. Oh Christ, we're screwed. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. 
What do we want to come back with? Well, we have a lot of audio. Styrofoam cups. <laughs> we have the audio. I kind of want to get into uh, the whole episode between Bateman and Napier and then give away the trip to Vegas. Okay. Or at least give away a spot to get the trip to Vegas. Um, let's do that next. That'll give me time to sober up. Or at least be able to collect my thoughts to finish a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> at least be able to put a period at the end of my thought. It's the Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. All right, J-Dubs. Thank you to the president for this nice buzz. Mm-hmm. If only we could all be this, uh, I guess we are, screwed up for the rest of the term. So Friday night, here during the open door, Jack Napier, our, uh, one of our newest interns. What's this, day four for you? Yeah, day four. Yeah, he started last Wednesday. He, in the middle of a stunt or a challenge or something. Well, we we uh, we had a stunt going on with uh, Napier Friday, and he said he had one more idea for a stunt. And that was to fight Tommy Bateman. Hideout Fight Club Volume 3, he called it. And what brought that on, Napier? Well, Tommy likes to talk a lot of crap when I'm here and uh, just keep messing with, uh, messing with me the whole time. <laughs> You Have suck. you been doing a drinking game? No, I wish I was, though. <laughs> but uh, as far as uh, being afraid of Tommy, it's a lot like being afraid of Warwick Davis and the Leprechaun. Oh, no. Stop, dude. He's kind of creepy stop, looking, but he's stop. only three foot tall. Stop. I'm going to ask you to stop now. Yeah, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> you haven't stopped yet. Last Friday, we, we told you maybe you should tone it down. I'm serious. Stop. He's typing very deliberately over here. I'm not sure what he's typing, but I just I'm sure got, it's not good. I just got this. I'm telling you. <laughs> I told you to be nice to Tommy, okay? But I know that something had come up that made you angry. Was it because Tommy was kind of dressing you down a lot on the air, kind of goofing on you? Calling you gapier? And also off the air as well? Yeah, pretty much. I don't really mind so much on the air, but off the air, I try to be friendly and courteous with everybody, you know? Right. And I know it's a problem that we've had with a lot of our interns. They don't know where it stops, you know, where it begins as far as the anger and the hatred goes. On the air, we despise you and hate you and you're the worst thing on earth. Off the air, we tend to be nice to you. At least we try to. But off the air, it seems like uh, Tommy Bateman over there has kind of not been fond of you. Now, what did you want to add, uh, Matt Albert? It never stops. The the taunting of the interns, it will never stop. On and off air for me. <laughs> Hold on. You are a shade above an intern back there. I know. I'm a shade above it. Now, that's why I'm going to use that shade. And, well, actually, that shade is actually your skin color. Right. And that's, <laughs> technically, he's, he's below it. He's not even getting college credit. True. <laughs> not even in college. Uh, you never even stepped onto one. So, do we have the clips from Friday? Chunks, do we have those clips from Friday? We have them? All right, why don't we play the clips from Friday of Napier calling out Bateman, serial killer woman hater, Tommy Bateman. Where's Napier? All right, Gapier, get in here. (laughs) Why do you hate him so much, Tommy? I don't know. I try to be nice to him, but then I just look at him and I just want to... Stomp on his face, those teeth fall out. It always happens with you and the interns. I don't understand it. He, well, he loves I love, feeling. I love Gibbs compared to him. I don't know why. It's like I don't. Whoa! Wow, dude. Yeah. I, I just had one uh, one request real quick. <laughs> sure. Um, after this, I'd like to challenge Bateman to a third hideout uh, fight club. Oh. oh. 
Do you Whatever. realize that Tommy Bateman is a serial killer, woman hater, UFC badass? Mm-hmm. Pretty much, but that doesn't really scare me. I'm going to crack his, egg, uh, his head like an egg. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you want to reverse those? Yeah, yeah. Tommy, he wants to break your egg like a head. Yes, <laughs> just like that. Uh, what are you thinking? Um, I say we do it right now. I'm kind of pissed. Why are you pissed? Just, I don't like the gall of him to come in here and challenge me after being here like a week. I just want to punch him in the face right now. Why? You can't punch him, dude. You're a director. There's no way I'm going to be able to fight him without punching him or elbowing him in the eye or blinding him. Why? What? You've seen me. I'll sign a waiver, Hefe. You've seen me I, lose he's my temper. <laughs> what, what's the hatred you have for Tommy other than the fact that he called you gay beer? Are you? I don't really hate him. I just kind of want to put him in his place. Oh, you really... What are you doing? What are you doing? Ouch. So that is oh, that was... what started it all. Douche chill. Whoa. <laughs> all right, so that was on Friday night during the open door. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, we all go out to the wing house, enjoying a, uh, a nice little party with us and the heretics at an undisclosed location. And... Napier shows up because, you know, he was a heretic before. He'd always come out, bring his friends. That I very much appreciate, Napier. Always have a good time. I get a call from Bateman. I can't even begin to recreate it on the air because it is littered with the F-bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to fracture, face, stomp, rip, throat out, uh, just peppering the F word somewhere in there. There was actually more uh, before he made the call to you, a very close call with somebody else, a prospective intern, I guess, who interviewed with us, who kind of, I don't know, for some reason looked like Napier. And Tommy sees him near the door, the front door, kicks open the door and starts to charge him. The kid turns around petrified. And Tommy's like, oh. <laughs> he walks away, doesn't even say anything. He just puts his head down and walks uh, out to, like, this bit matters. Somebody's standing out there. So then we go to the wing house, and I say, Tommy. And Tommy says, I'm on my way. I'm going to come. I'm going to handle this now. And I go, dude, exactly what you heard me say in the recap. You cannot beat up an intern. You cannot kill an intern. You are the director. If you're serious. I thought Tommy was bitten. Mm-hmm. If you are seriously that angry, do not show up. Do not come to the wing house. So I thought, hey, wow, crisis averted. You know what's... All right, I just got this. Uh, Is blinding okay? No. Blinding is not okay. So then... By the way, it's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1, Tommy versus Napier. Director versus intern. So then um, we're all hanging out, having a good time. Oh, by the way, the majority of the people could hear Tommy yelling through my cell phone. Well, was TL, uh, Lester Big Hands, my chick. Everyone could hear how angry he was. So then Bats comes walking in with chunks to the wing house. I'm thinking, oh, Christ, it's going to happen here. It's going to happen at the wing house. No effing way. So hanging out. I look at Tommy. Tommy is, and the way I can tell Tommy is seriously mad at this point, he's grinding his jaw, Mm -hmm. and he's flexing his forearms. That's what Bats does when he's angry. And I don't care if he's 5'3". This is a guy you don't want to piss off. Serial killer, woman hater, poon hound, we say all these things for a reason. He's attacked me physically on the air before. 
like jumped on me. Mm-hmm. Try to choke you out. A jumped couple on your of back. times. Yeah, sorry about that. I lost my temper. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the wing house. All right. And it's a smoke break. And we have a good 20 people, 25 people in the wing house, usually every Friday night. And it's sm- it's time for a smoke break. So Napier, who I guess smokes, gets up, follows Dubs out to go out front. No, I was out there first. To get a little puffing. That's not the way I saw it. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we might be right. Yeah, I know I'm right, because I'd noticed. I was watching. Napier follows Dubs out for the smoke break. And I'm thinking, all right, things will calm down a little bit. I immediately see Tommy get up to go outside and follow Napier outside to the front. And I'm, I'm just thinking, that, you know what? This is just going to be another fight outside on a Friday night. I did not go out. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, do you, do you want to go? Do you want to calm the situation? I said, no way. I'm staying in here. I got a nice barbecue pork sandwich that I need to finish. You know, I'm trying to lower my cholesterol. So I'm like, I'm not doing it. This is where I will need you guys to pick up the story. I was out there smoking. Right, but we got a break. Ah. We got a break. I'll f- I will find out for the first time what happened outside. And I am on sip 63 of the 90 that I have to do for the drinking game that we played earlier with the president's speech. You forgot the 32 when we were on break before, mm-hmm. so that's easily over. i got to get caught up. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right. Monday night with the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Actually, uh, right now, in the middle of Napier versus Bateman. Tommy Bateman, our director, versus the new intern, Jack Napier. Napier called him out on Friday night. We talked about leading up to the, I guess, the altercation, potential altercation, uh, Friday night after the open door at the wing house. Mm -hmm. Uh, Real fast, Bateman hater, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. Hey, guys. Hey, I just want to agree with your intern, man. I don't even know Tommy Bateman, but I just want to stop a mud hole in his ass and walk you dry, and I don't even know why. All right. That's a good reason. Kind of gay? <laughs> yeah, the whole Michael thing is weird. All right, what happened outside when uh, Napier went out to smoke and Tommy followed him out after threats? All right, so we're at the wing house, uh, and when I first went out there and I'm talking to Tommy, Napier was not around us. He was uh, somewhere else. It was me, Big Hands, uh, you know, um, Chunks, and Tommy Bateman. Uh, Bong Swap Matt was there as well, and he uh, started trying to talk Tommy down and everything, and uh, then... Uh, they proceeded to wrestle for a little bit. Who did? Uh, Damon and Bong Swap Matt. Okay. Uh, just so Tommy could show Bong Swat what he was going to do to Napier. And it took Bong Swat about 13 to 14 seconds to tap out after being choked out by Tommy Bateman. Okay. After this was over, we continued smoking, and I'm trying to calm Bateman down and walk walking out. Behind us is Napier. Napier uh, stands there, so me and Chunks kind of make try to make some kind of human wall right there that uh, Bateman would have to go through if he decided to run an attack. Um, <clears throat> Napier starts saying hi to everybody and what's up, and uh, he says hi to Tommy, and Tommy comes back with something I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't nice, and. Napier says, wow, you're an angry man, aren't you? Oh, all right. You know what it was, C-Lane? 
No, that's what I was going to say. He's okay. An angry man. Yeah. And uh, Tommy's oh, like, yeah, yeah, I am, and starts yelling at him. And uh, starts saying that, uh, you know, you expect me to teach you anything now? How dare you, you know, over and over again? And me and Chunks advise Napier to go back inside. When Napier's walking back inside, Tommy draws back and spits at Napier. It happened to be in front of him. It was purely an accident. Uh, Okay. And Napier goes inside, and Tommy continues to be mad. <laughs> wow. So what from there? I mean, what ends up happening from well, there? Obviously, he went back inside, and uh, I don't know who t- who convinced him or if he convinced himself. Uh, he he decided to go home. Napier did. Yeah, Napier, go ahead. The only reason I really decided to leave was because I live an Talk hour away. Mic. Talk in the mic. Oh, uh, I live an hour away, mm-hmm. so I just had to start heading back home. It was about 12 o'clock, and I had to be up at 6 in the morning for work. Okay. Okay, so you you left about 12 o'clock. So you're, not, so you're saying you're not afraid of Bateman? Not at all. This is something you've been saying over and over. You're not afraid of Bateman. Now, I'll say this. Napier said he can't be hurt. Yeah. He used to, for fun, have people punch him in the face, and he couldn't be hurt. Yes, Matt Albert. What did you say during the break about Bateman? Stop. No, it's oh, not going to well, happen. Uh, no. Can, no. Can I add a little bit? Can I add no, a, no. Can I add a little bit I, more I to this story? Maybe that will worry Napier a little bit more. Okay. I, I, I've, done, I've taken a lot of painful stunts on this show, and I'd like to think I have a high tolerance for pain. Tommy was so pissed off that he started attacking me, and this is not a bit, not joking. He started attacking me, telling me the things he would do, and I was screaming. I was begging him to let go. I did not know my arm could bend that far back, and I was almost crying and saying, Please, Tommy. Uh, I was sparring with Tommy once, and uh, apparently I got him mad with one of my punches, so he locked up my left arm and just kept hitting me constantly in the face with his other arm, and he wouldn't stop, and my uh, left elbow still cracks to this day. And that happened in June of last year. So what can we do to mend these fences, Tommy Bateman? Let me blind him. A simple blinding. <laughs> I can put him in a heel hook. And that What's would, a heel hook? It, it'll tear the no, joint no. of the knee. Don't ask. It only Why takes... do you come here and show it on chunks? <laughs> no, 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 please. no, 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 no. It's a hideout row radio 104.1. Tommy, all right, I'm going to, real fast, Napier, why are you so angry, angry with Tommy or so confrontive, even though he's your boss, like, why are you so angry or why have you chosen to, why have you chosen suicide? Well, I'm not really angry at all. I just think it's really, really funny that he gets so, you know, upset about something like this and just start hurting other people because of it. Mm-hmm. That other person being you. Bats, why do you hate him so much? Uh, I actually really didn't hate him that much. I was just uh, sort of breaking him in as we do with interns. And by me bad-mouthing him on the air, it actually got people to know who he was, which will no longer happen for me. You mean you're no longer going to talk about him, reference him, or no? There's been a million stupid things he's done back here that I haven't even mentioned today. Like? No, I'm not mentioning it. Oh, Screw him. Damn it. Well, no, I want to know as the host of the show. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Some guy sitting back here. Is it dangerous to have you two in the same room? Yes, I really wish you would stop sitting in the room with me. 
I'm not. I'm not beating or joking around or anything. You have, but you cannot hurt him. You realize that you cannot punch him. You cannot hurt him. You will likely lose your job. They would have to prove that I did anything to him first. True. 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 Yes, Napier. <laughs> that makes it even funnier. Me sitting in the room and just knowing how upset he is. It's not funny. Why are you belittling him? His other little-known facts about Tommy, if he can't hurt you physically, he will find a way. I mean, people have laughed and joked around, but he always finds a way to make someone cry. And speaking of, speaking of finding a way, uh, when uh, Napier was leaving, Tommy made it a, a point to go out and see what kind of car he was driving. Yeah. Got your license plate, too. Tommy, you cannot be stalking interns. <laughs> I already have his dad's cell phone number, so what does it matter? Oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, C-Lane, as the other intern here in the hideout. Napier, haven't you seen Tommy kick some ass on the show before? You've been in the open door. You were there when we read the letter and uh, when Gibbs got his ass kicked to the ground. Yeah, that's also on the podcasting. Do you not fear Tommy at all? No, not at all, have you? God. Oh, God! Yeah. You realize if he if he really can't hurt you physically, he's going to embarrass you somehow, and I'm going to be forced to help, because that's what I do. <laughs> and I don't want to, you know, you seem like an all right kid. You helped me out with the hike yes, or Friday. Right. I don't want to embarrass you, but I'm going to have to. What I, do you fear? Is there anything you fear? That's a good point. Napier, are you, are you like one of those dumb dogs that'll just run into traffic because it doesn't know better? You'll take on a train just because you don't realize that this could kill me? It seems it. <laughs> Drowning. Oh, well, now that Tommy knows that, you guys are what going you, to the what beach. What do you think a choke is, you stupid... <laughs> uh, okay, oh Tommy is now yelling in the other room. Dubs, what do you think, dude? Honestly. I'm thinking this is one of the more volatile uh, work environments I've been a part of in a while. <laughs> What, didn't He had a fight back in D.C. for the St. Uh, Pat's Spat. We talked about that before. I don't even think he really wanted to do that. He still beat the kid's ass with, like, 40% lung well, let me capacity. Let me tell you about the St. Pat's Spat where, uh, where Tommy Bateman over there beat the hell out of a, another producer, uh, Elver WJFK. Tommy showed up, I would say, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon to uh, fight. His fight was at night, but he wanted to come around there and uh, kind of get ready. He was laying on the couch sick because, uh, I don't know if it was nerves or what. But I had, had, uh, the doctor said I had pleurisy. What's pleurisy? It's like some lung infection. So you came there legitimately sick and fought three rounds of just ass-kicking fight. Yes. And beat up a guy who was pretty decently in shape, too, not like a, your average radio guy. The guy who said, quote-unquote, I've been in millions of street fights. And you pummeled him, even though he had a helmet on. Even, even though him. he had a helmet on, he ended up with two black eyes. And he didn't hate the guy he was fighting. No. He, he hates you I know. Right we, now. we were talking beforehand. Uh, I go, so how hard are we going to go in this fight? And we were like, well, whatever, no, no ill will, and, and shook hands and everything before the fight. So if I get something locked in on you, I'm going to break... <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope. <laughs> I'm not Tommy. kidding. I will... All right, Tommy, cut off his mic and keeps yelling Dude, is, so we don't get fined. This is, this is, bad. This right, is bad. Here's what I want to do. He's smiling, but he doesn't realize that I'm going to end up screwing him over either physically Ew. or in his career or some way. He doesn't realize it. Oh, boy. And I'm going to help. Why not, the singer, why not the singer at Jack FM? That's what I wonder. Oh, it's there. It's just, you know, they're not right in front of me. All right, let me do this. I'm going to take a break. I have a way that I think I can help diffuse this, Stubbs. Really? Mm-hmm. It better be good. And actually, it's one of the ways that I'm going to get people qualified for the first time for the trip to Vegas. 
We're sending you to Sin City. And I believe one of the deadly sins is um, probably something to do with murder, right? Um, well, that's not a sin. That's a... Uh, that's a commandment. Commandment. Wrath. Yes, man. Wrath, wrath, yes. Wrath, yes, wrath is a good one. Tommy, I want you to think about this. How would you kill Napier? I need you to get it out on the air, and then we will talk and give away a qualification for the trip to Vegas that we have. Airfare, hotel, spending cash. Just take a break, come back. Think of the Bernie Mac show for that, too. It's a Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Monday night with the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. You're going to need those numbers. In just a second, we'll get you qualified for the trip to Las Vegas. Airfare, hotel accommodations, spending money. Right now, though, it's uh, Director Bateman versus Intern Napier. Mm-hmm. I guess disrespect. Did we talk to Tommy about what it is that pissed him off so much? No, and I want to know if he could see any of this coming. Uh, well, I know he's an idiot, so I, I figured something like this would happen eventually. I figured he would give it... I think he, he would be smarter than to give it three days before he started mm-hmm. talking back or doing anything, but apparently not. And what? I just hate that look on his face. Matt Matt was commenting on it too. He was like, I just hate that stupid look on his face. <laughs> I, now, why do you? Why are you? Why do you? Why are you so angry though? What, what's like, the biggest thing that got you? That's like, like I've been with the show for a long time, and that's like me coming in on like my first thing, going, "Hey, you guys should do it this way," or "You guys are dumb, man. Do it this way." I know what I'm talking about. Three days in. Okay, did he do that? Yes. Really. Yes, and I forget what the first day he was here. He even said something off air, like a joke about me or something. I was like, um, okay, I'm just gonna let this one go. Yes, Napier, you want to defend yourself? No, I just want to say that I said uh, Tommy's MySpace picture looks like the kid from American Beauty. That wasn't it, you idiot. What? I did say that. I know, but that wasn't what I was talking about. Mina Suvari? Is that what you're talking about? No, the dude who videotaped the bag. Shut up. Wow. See? <laughs> Bong SWAT, you're in the fight out on road radio. Go ahead, Bong SWAT. Yeah, um, I just had a, a little word of warning for uh, Napier there. Yeah. Well, you see, Tommy wasn't really even being serious, and I just shrugged him off at first. But then, like like a cat, he was low, high, and I've shook a lot of people bigger than him. So I didn't even use my free arm, and that was a big mistake. It was It was very quickly over. So this is a this is a word of warning from Bong Swap Matt, who's uh, had some altercations in his day. He says, "Chill out, chill oh, out." Yeah, we were just playing, and he would be in a much much worse boat. Hmm. I'm sure of it. All right, here's Andy and Apopka. You're on the hideout on Rural Radio. What's up, Andy? Hey, what's going on, hideout? Scott. Hey, I think between this kid Bateman's uh, superiority complex and Napoleon complex, he's going to have a problem like this with anybody, and I can't wait to see somebody knock him out. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. <laughs> All right, now hold on, hold on. Here's what I want to do. And this is how we're going to get you qualified for the trip to Vegas. Where's the story? I have the story over here. A uh, teacher got into some trouble because the teacher asked his students or her students, whoever it was, to write who they would kill and how they would do it. I wonder how many camp the principal. Now we're sending you to Sin City. Mm-hmm. One of the sins, Wrath. 
I don't want to know who you would kill because that could, that could implicate you and the show. But I want to know how you'd commit your perfect murder. All right. 407-916-1041, Here's what the best story gets, J-Dubs. They will get a Burning Mac show prize pack, including a martini set, a poker set, and more, plus qualified for the grand prize and all-expense-paid all trip to Vegas for two, including a round-trip airfare, $200 cash, and a three-night stay at the New York, New York Hotel and Casino in Vegas, a vibrant, exciting resort that recreates the sights and sounds of uh, America's most famous metropolis. Bernie Mac Show, get it on 65, weeknights at 7. And there's not a whole lot of people that are going to be in this drawing for Las Vegas. I so. think it's a total of six. Yeah, six people. You have a one in six chance of going to Vegas if you can get signed up for it. Again, you have to have the best How I Would Kill story. We will give you the mother of all examples from the serial killer woman hater Tommy Bateman. Mine would just be pure torture, then drowning. How torture? I, but I want... Look, that's not going to win. I need descriptions. I want to know how you... Oh, would... yeah, I'm getting to that. Okay. This might take the whole segment, though. Well, do I? Hey, we'll run it up, and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. First, I'd punch him in his stupid fat face and say, Hey, you look like a poor man's douche children, but not as funny. And then I would just stomp on his hands so they were useless. And as he was, you know, crying, saying, Please stop, I'd start kicking him in the ribs just repeatedly. And then I'd open his mouth and put it on the curb, just start kicking the back of it so the side of his lips just split through his cheek. Um, then I would probably blind him. I would just take my thumb and I'd just rake it into his eye. And then I would make him stand up and then I would just go around kicking him and punching him because he would have no idea where it's coming from and his hands would be useless anyway. Then I would probably drown him halfway to death, then revive him by stomping on his chest. Then I would bring Stamp, who just called in another name, Andy, to, in to watch, and I would uh, put my fingers in his eyes and then tell him his girlfriend's, you know, a fat pig. And then I would drown them both after they make out and have gay sex with each other. Napier, you have a retort? All right, so now Tommy Bateman, that was pretty intense. You got to, uh, Tommy Bateman set the standard high. Again, this is for the qualification for the trip to Vegas. How would you kill someone? Someone will get qualified, so hey, you know, you, now's the time for you to call in. Uh, yes, sir, uh, Gapier. I mean, J- Jack Napier. I was just thinking when we do our third fight club, I'm going to take a Sharpie and write Mo on the back of Bateman's neck. Stop! All right, shut it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, Napier, run. Run, run, run. Seriously. Mo. It's not going to happen. Mo. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No! No, it's not gonna happen. He's coming this way. Get the baby back. This is not good. No. Hey, 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 Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, get on the mic. No, don't go. Why do I feel like we're in? (laughs) He's going the other way. I don't know where he's going. Dude. (laughs) Go help over there. Go help over there. Oh, Christ. We can't be having this. Tommy. Dump that. What happened? I had to dump that because we had the speaker on. So that would have been audible. But Tommy just said in the talk back, he's not effing around anymore. I had to dump it. Because we had the speaker on, you could have heard it. 
I'm gonna go get headphones now. <laughs> I had to stay there. Christ. I mean, yeah. Alright, how would you kill someone? <laughs> or how will someone die? <laughs> well, take a break and come back with your calls. Best one gets qualified for the trip to Vegas. Thanks to the Bernie Mac show on 65, weeknights at 7. Tommy, you don't even have to talk back. Dude, I understand he's disrespecting you. I've told him repeatedly to not disrespect for you. You cannot pummel an intern. You cannot make a move in an intern. You cannot destroy an intern. He's He can't be hurt. If you want to fire an intern, it has to go through the proper channels. But that's the most you can do. His internship will be up at some point. But you cannot... And how's your dad's business doing? Stop. <laughs> you cannot physically... Don't. 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 Napier, Napier. Just, Don't. Keep it quiet. Another night in the hideout, huh? On Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> Maybe we should be the most aggressive night show in America. Uh, uh, yeah, at the very <laughs> least. Welcome back into the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. That killed my buzz. Um, from the drinking show about an hour ago. All right. I think we got more beer. You want some? No, I'm done. <laughs> J-Dubs, right now we're trying to give away a uh, Bernie Mac show prize pack, including a martini set, poker set, and more. And this will all be, you'll get a qualification for the grand prize, the all-expense paid trip to Vegas for two, including round-trip airfare, $200 cash, and a three-night stay at the New York, New York Hotel and Casino in Vegas. Very nice place. And we, uh, we've had a bit of a drama going on between Jack Napier our new intern, and Tommy Bateman, our longtime director. I tried to, you know, diffuse the whole situation. Mm-hmm. How did that work out for you? Yeah, not so well, because Tommy, I said, you know, talk about how you'd kill Napier. Just kind of getting some of that aggression out, maybe making him feel better. And then Napier came back with something very not smart to say. That he would, what, write Mo on the back of his head? I didn't need to repeat it, but already. I think that's what he said, that is write Mo he... on okay. the back. Okay. Hmm? Oh, we got our bodyguards in place. Yeah, thank you to EJ from the U and Matt <laughs> Albert who were pressed. I feel like a... All right, for a second, let me describe what happened to you, and then we'll get to the game. So Napier makes this stupid-ass comment. That he would write Mo on the back of his head. Stop. What? And then Bateman hops up and begins to make his way toward the main studio here at the compound where I am. Bateman's in his own studio. Dubs is in a studio that connects him to the main studio that Bateman would have to go through. Mm-hmm. Thank God EJ from the U, who is a uh, member of the National Championship Miami football team, was able to hold the door as Tommy came kicking, trying to kick it down. Matt Albert holding the other one, us trying to usher Napier underneath the uh, desk, and <laughs> Chunks... Like a fire drill. And Chunks trying to reinforce Matt. And we had the Freddy Krueger music on in the background, Nightmare on Elm Street. I felt like Freddy was coming to get us. Well, the funny thing was, uh, he was in here kicking, and I'm just looking over there. Thank yeah. you, EJ, because I didn't want any part of getting in the way. Yeah. <laughs> Dub's just sitting there looking at Tommy. <laughs> EJ from you, come over real fast. What were your thoughts? 
when he was kicking, he was moving me, and that that's a, not an easy task. Yeah, you're a big guy. You're a tight end over at the U, so... So he was kicking hard, so I, I he was actually getting some movement, but I wasn't budging. All right. I well, feel, stay here. I feel like we're in deep blue sea, and we're locked in that little room, and you got Samuel L. Jackson over there in the corner. <laughs> a big, fat, overweight Samuel. All right, here's the story. A high school teacher has apologized for asking students to write about who they'd kill and how they would do it. Apparently, it didn't go over so well when a parent filed a complaint. Here's what we're asking you. This is for the qualification, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa, Tommy. Where's Tommy? Deep blue sea, dude. Uh, we have to go on with the game. Chunks, Tommy. get over there and help Matt. What's that? Can... Get over there and help I'm Matt. I'm not going to be the first to get eaten. <laughs> EJ's got his spot. You go cover Matt. Go cover Matt. Take your headphones off, Napier. Be ready to roll. Roll what way? I don't know. Whichever way. Have your head on a swivel. All right, so here we go. I want to hear not who you would kill. How? But how you would commit the perfect murder. We're sending you to Sin City, so now we're uh, doing that. Whoa, whoa. Oh, man. What was that? Tommy just kicked the door. Dude, you got to calm the hell down. Too late. He just moved Matt and Chunks a good 600 pounds of flesh. All right, he's back over here. All right, that hurt. Matt's still not even right from Fat Man Walking. All right, let's do the game. You will get, I don't know, we'll give you about 60 seconds to tell your story, all right? So get to it, get to the points. All right, I'll let Napier decide who the winner will be, okay? <laughs> or no, Tommy, I'll let you decide. That means you have to stay in your chair. I got some stuff I need to do. All right, first up is JD. JD, you're in the hideout on Rogue Radio 104.1. In 60, up, hey, buddy, 60 seconds or less, describe your perfect murder. All right, first off, I'd start off with a pair of toenail clippers and break off every single one of his teeth. Then take a sobbing iron, burn them all, close the wounds, stick, take a rat, stick it in his mouth, sew his lips shut, let the rat chew its way out, then professionally crack his chest, Open it up and then dump a bunch of bugs like mealworms, ants, just all types of just things that just devour dead, devouring flesh. All right, one final and thing. Then and then, oh, now, one final thing. That's actually a really good start. Uh, you're demented. <laughs> now, tell me how you dispose of, how you dispose of the body, and then we'll uh, and we'll wrap up. Oh, that's easy. Just take it to a smelting plant. All right, JD, you are in the lead. I want you to hold on, my friend. Okay. All right. JD right now is in the lead. Your story has the top JDs. That's pretty intense. Yeah. It's a hideout road radio 104.1. Let's go to Greg. Greg, you ready? Trying to win a trip to Sin City. This is the qualification for that trip and then the Bernie Mac prize pack. You ready, Greg? How would you kill somebody? I would put a uh, canvas bag over their head in the uh, summer heat. And handcuff them, but don't handcuff their ankles. Let them be able to, like, kind of run around and have, uh, like, three or four of these huge black snakes that are here in Florida. Have them inside the canvas bag and maybe another poisonous snake or something. And just have a bunch of snakes inside of a canvas bag, like a potato. And um, the person would die like that, with a bunch of snakes slithering around. All right, now how would you face. dispose of the body? Um, I'm a truck driver. I would take them out to uh, Utah and just throw them over a cliff. All right, Tommy, hold on a second, uh, Greg. 
Who's in the lead, J.D. or Greg? Who keeps the uh, Sin City trophy? J.D. All right, sorry, Greg. Good story, though. Good good imagination. Very creative. I got this from Tommy. I was in the green room by the time anyone noticed I was gone. I noticed, but I thought that uh, maybe he was just over there because no one else said anything. I thought that maybe he was overdoing something everybody else could see him, but not me. All right, J.D.'s still in the lead with his. Let's go to Clark Kent. You're in the hideout on Real Radio. You ready, Clark? Yes, I am. All right, how would you kill somebody, then dispose of the body? you got only 60 seconds. Go. All right, well, the uh, destruction of the body itself is not particularly gruesome, but it's effective. You invite the intended victim over to dinner. You have a nice chat. Then you take one of those coffee bricks, you know, the, the freeze-dried one that's hard as a rock, bludgeon mm-hmm. them to death, cut the seal, let the air in, everything's soft, wipe it off. You know, you can put it in the uh, counter if you wanted to, leave it there in the pantry. It's the perfect murder weapon. How would you dispose of the body? Just wrap them up in a bag, charter a deep-sea fishing tour, go um, fishing for great white, and then you just drag them behind the back, use them as chum. Tommy Bateman, I like it. And we have a new uh, leader. All right, uh, Clark Clark Kent is in the lead. J.D., I apologize, my friend. You did have a very good demented story. Mm -hmm. I like the chum idea. Yeah. Anything involving sharks, I'm a big fan of. Now, even if you don't want to dispose of the body, if you want to take credit for it, tell us how you'd take credit for it. All righty, let's move over to uh, Smack Daddy. You're in the hideout. You ready, Smack Daddy? I'm ready, Freddy. All right. How would you kill someone and dispose of the body again in the hideout, giving away the trip to uh, Sin City on Friday, getting you qualified right now and giving you a Bernie Mac prize pack? Go ahead. All right. Uh, first of all, you guys, the whole trick of the thing is to do it and get away with it and not have anybody know about it. Right. You know what zip ties are? Yes. Get one of them heavy, heavy-duty ones, and once you wrap it around his neck and snatch that sucker, it's over with. All right, so you snip tie his neck, and then where do you go from there? How do you dispose well, of the body? Well, after he finishes flopping around, you haul him out in the, into the swamp on an airboat and drag him behind the damn boat until the gators get him like they do everybody else around Orlando. All right, uh, hold on a second, Smack Daddy. Who's the leader, Clark Kent or Smack Daddy? Smack Daddy's is good, but not violent enough. Aww. So Clark Kent is still on the lead. Let's go to Captain Skippy Nipwinkle. You're in the hideout on Rural Radio. What's yeah, how you doing? All right, give me your story. How would you kill somebody? You tie him to a tree. Mm-hmm. You make him bite a grenade. You tape it to his mouth. You shoot him twice in the kneecap just for fun, and then you pull the pin. The disposal is self-explanatory. <laughs> wow. All right, Captain uh, Skippy Nipwinkle or Clark Kent, Tommy Bateman? He had me, but then he, he let him die too fast. So oh. I'm going to stick with Clark Kent. That was so awful, oh my god. Just shooting him in the knees for fun. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of torturous. I wish I could see uh, some of these people's, uh, the kids' papers that wrote uh, how how and who they'd kill. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting to read. My goodness, I love our listeners. Even though this is crazy and demented. This is another one of those segments where I say, don't be ashamed, you're entertained. Listening to the Hideout and Road Radio 104.1. Rick, you're next up. You ready, Rick? Yeah. All right, you got to beat Clark Kent, who is in the lead right now. Uh, go ahead, Rick. Yeah, well, first, if my person's uh, a drinker, I just get him drunk, put a pillow over their face, and they just think he suffocated. All right. Now, that's actually, that's one where you could get away with it, but the thing is, how would you pr- the, dispose of the body? Uh, the cops will, will take it. All right, now, what do you so think you, of that, Tommy? You leave it to chance. Leaving it to chance. Clark Kent, still. <clears throat> Sorry, Rick. 
Oh, wow, I'm getting this. This is so hot. All right, there's this chick we used to know. Mm-hmm. And Tia, who looked oh, like yes. Tia Carrera. We knew her back in D.C. She says she would definitely have sex with someone over and over until they had a heart attack and would not dispose of the body. She'd tell the police what happened, and they wouldn't arrest her. They'd be so understanding that someone would have a heart attack from having lots of sex with Tia. It's so true. <laughs> Do you think you, th- you can uh, have that amount of uh, sex to uh, drive you to a heart attack all in one night? I've tried. Probably. You have to be older, but yes. yeah. Um, Enigmatic, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. Going up against Clark Kent, who is in the lead right now. What do you got? Uh, what's up, guys? Great show. Love it. Thank you, man. Uh, what I would do is start out with having a bench grinder. You guys know what that is. And slowly have their teeth go on the bench grinder, slowly wearing them down oh. until finally got to the gums and started bleeding. Oh. Go ahead and take take the other side with the wire wheel on it and slowly get work their head. Then take them out to the desert somewhere on a long stretch of highway. Stick their head out as you're going like 80 and slowly push their head into the ground as it slowly gets sanded away by the asphalt. Oh, my God. I are you the new leader because that is my. I've often thought of that exact same thing. What? There you go. There How? You go. How would you think of that one? How the hell? Uh, it's uh, painful. Don't worry about that, guys. Don't worry about that. All right, Enigmatic, you're in the lead. Hold on. Clark Kent, I apologize, my friend. Apparently, you're not demented enough for Tommy Bateman. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And we're going to wrap up with our final contestants Josh, Nick, Care Bear. <laughs> How will a Care Bear kill someone? Joe and Mike. Maybe room, maybe yeah, maybe room for one more call, and we'll give we'll give away the first qualification or second qualification actually for the trip to Vegas from the Burning Mac Show on sixty five, weeknights at seven. Remember, apparently in this first go around with sending you to Sin City with Wrath, Wrath stories, Tommy Bateman is a real big fan of torture. Yeah, he wants to uh, prolong it as long as possible. We'll take a break, come back, guard the doors for Jack Napier's sake. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I don't understand how good day fits, but it's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. This is a happy segment for Bateman. I guess so. A teacher apologizes for asking students to write about who they'd kill. We, on the other hand, are rewarding you. Best story... On how you would kill somebody gets the qualification for the trip to Vegas from the Bernie Mac show on 65 weeknights at 7. And um, that is actually, uh, right now, Enigmatic is in the lead, Dubs. Yes. Uh, I like to call him uh, Ripping Tommy's Ideas Off Guy. This is Tommy, uh, one of his <laughs> favorite things to do. Um, plan on how to kill people. And he that's why he is the judge of who is in the lead. We got seven calls on the line. The board is packed. So sit back and enjoy the stories because we'll just go through these seven, then we'll get the winner. Well, real quick, you guys didn't say how you do it, did you? How you'd kill someone? I'd rather not reveal. <laughs> and th- that's why I threw in the uh, taking credit for it. Because I think if I did do one of these horrific things, I would probably want to take credit for it. Right. All right, here we go. Let's move it on. Let's see who's been to hold the next one. Probably longer. skin someone. Skinning seems pretty intense. This is why you just use with the a, road to do it, though. No, with a potato peeler. Let's go to Nick. Oh. Nick. All right, what's up, guys? All right, let's, how you'd kill someone, dispose of the body, less than 60 seconds. 
To All go right. to Sin City, well, so go. I'd tie somebody to a tree and shoot their family at them through a wood chipper. Oh, God. Can you imagine getting a femur to the head or something and just dying like that with your dad's leg in your head or something? something? How are you disposing the body? I'm just going to assume wood chipper? Bodies. Either wood chipper or, you know, put put honey on him and dump him in a fire ant pile or something. Okay. Uh, bats, what are you thinking next? By the way, you got to be 20 and 1 and up to win this. I enjoy the using the family to, you know, create... Two birds with one stone, man. Yeah, emotional pain, like, you know, going to someone's dad's business. Stop. Stop. And, um... (laughs) Or the car. And... But it's not long enough. There needs to be more torture to the actual person as well. Sorry about that, Nick. Nick Maddox's still in the lead. His had something to do with having someone's head be oh, chipped away by, yeah, the way, by the gravel in the desert. Matt Albert will enjoy this. Last night I watched The Shield where Vic uh, turned the, the, the stove on and put that guy's face on it and melted it, the side off. It mm-hmm. was great. <laughs> All right, let's move on to... <laughs> I don't Ma- have to leave. Yes, you do. Mike, you're next up, Mike. Hey, what's going on, Hideout? How would you kill somebody in the... Well, first thing i do is cut her throat, then her boyfriend's throat, and then to get away i drive slowly down a Los Angeles freeway and to get... Completely away, I'd hire Johnny Cochran and act like the glove doesn't fit. The whole OJ thing. All right, so you're running with OJ. (laughs) You would get away with it. I will say that. It obviously worked. Uh, Tommy? Based on his uh, call a few minutes ago, no. All right. Josh, you're next up in our game. Trying to get you to Sin City with wrath. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, um, I would take the person and tie him over a pool full of battery acid and bleach, I would dice them up, um, I would spoon their eyes out, cut off their tongue, and then I would fillet their kneecaps out, and then just shoot each one of their limbs, like, very slowly, and then dip them in the acid, and then how I would get rid of the body. How would you get the acid? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It would hurt. All right, what do you think? We're getting close, but still not as good as Enigmatic. All right, then we move on to the Don. The Don, you're next up. Uh, this is what I would do. I would tie them up in front of a mirror, cut out their tongue so they can actually see me doing it, and then I'd cut them from the neck all the way down, open up their torso, and as they're bleeding and all as as all their insides are coming out of their body, I turn off. I turn up the Garabo show full blast. <laughs> all right, that's torture. Why you want to go running with torture? I mean, the torture is intense. What do you think, Tommy? Wow. That's uh, that's not really killing. That's just more torture. Right. If, if but I did kind of like the beginning part, making them watch you cut the tongue out. Right. But uh, I'm gonna have to stick with enigmatic. Sorry, Don. The Don. <laughs> I'm not looking at a picture of that hideous co-host. That made me want to shoot myself. I get. I, I guarantee it won't be torture. They'd just be begging to finally die. Why is this taking so long? Please, can we get somewhere? <laughs> This, this show and torture is like a treadmill. Joe, you're next up. Same stuff. Oh, never mind. Uh, Joe, go ahead. You ready? Yes. All right. How would you kill someone? How would you dispose of the body? Go. All right. Yeah, this is a equal opportunity plan. It works for anybody. You just have to uh, case the, the guy or the girl out, you know, find them when they're alone, knock them out, take them back to your your, your place. I live in a country, so it works for me. Uh while they're while they're knocked out, you wake them up, you slice their eyelids off, oh. cut their tongue off so that if they can't talk to you, they can't scream, they have to watch what you're doing. And you put them in a 55-gallon metal drum, 
you go to the, the, from the convenience store, you get the uh, the racing fuel. You dump it all over them. You burn them alive while they have to watch you doing it. They can't scream. And then you take the ashes and you just dump them along a dirt road in Polk County. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little <laughs> at the end there. Tommy, what do you think, dude? <laughs> They're getting harder and harder to, to choose. I, 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 did, I like the burning alive. I would have gone with burn half the body first. Oh. And then continue the torture. Then, like, maybe slice the biceps out. <laughs> oh, God, man. What? All right, so Joe isn't going to be enigma- enigmatic? Not yet. He, he came very, very close. He just rushed a little bit towards the end. Yeah, that's that standing on the side of the road takes forever. It's so great. That that's what uh yeah the current leader has. Yeah, and then like you just let the person wait around for an hour and a half while like all that road rash is setting in on their face. That's gotta hurt. And you spit on them. <laughs> By him, do you mean Napier? Yep. Calm down back there. Oh, I'm calm. All right. I had to deal with this all weekend, too, on the IM and everything. I didn't even ask him about it. I was hoping he'd forget. I knew that wasn't a possibility. All right. Well, the only person who has a chance, because we've let everyone else go, the only person who has a chance to dethrone Enigmatic is Care Bear. All right, Care Bear. Care Bear, what do you got? Happy Monday, guys. Hey there. So I'm thinking if the idea is torture, I like mental torture. Mm-hmm. What we do is we create a water table. We can go that route. We mm-hmm. can go fire. We can go a spit. Mm-hmm. We can lock them in a small box. Mental torture is the best way to go. You can go numb from physical torture. So I think that's the best way to go for that. What would you do, though? Explain. If you wanted to uh, kill them and get away with it, you just poison them. There's no weapon. All right. Chum them up in a wood chipper and take them deep sea fishing. All right. What do you think, Tommy? No. Sorry, Care Bear. You cuddly, cuddly guy. This would be more of an intense kill and torture. You know, the one way that uh, I think uh, the guy was called the Iceman, uh, he was a killer, uh, like a hired gun for the mob. He used to actually take the bodies, kill them, keep them in his basement in a like a refrigerator for two or three weeks, and then go dispose of them. So people thought, like when the when the body finally uh, warmed up, people thought the guy had only been dead for a couple days. Oh wow! And he had an alibi and everything. Wow! How do you know that? I have the uh, DVDs at home. I'll let you borrow them. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna have to say congratulations to Enigmatic, who has won the Bernie Sh- uh, Bernie Mac Show prize pack, including the martini set, poker set, and more. Enigmatic, you're now qualified for the grand prize, the all-expense-paid all trip to Vegas for two, including airfare, hotel accommodations at the New York, New York uh, Hotel Casino in Vegas, and $200 in spending cash. You know, if I went on, like, on a killing spree, like, say I kill, like, three women in a week, mm-hmm. I'd probably just make it look like it was an alligator attack. Stop. What? Hideout. I would. Real Radio 104.1. Dangling legs. Monday night with the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Hey, thank you to EJ from the U who has stopped up to not only be bodyguard. Why don't you hand over that $25? You had Matt Albert sponsored for a dollar per mile. Matthew, hand it over to me. That goes into your Monster Cruise Fund. Thank you, EJ from the U. Monsters.fm for the information on that. Um, if you pledged money, pay up, bitch. He did it. 
He made it from the airport back to the Clear Channel compound in a grand total of 14 hours, I believe. Just about 14 hours. Yep. How okay. much have we collected so far for him? Out of the nearly 800 promised, mm-hmm. we've got about 200 right now. Nice. So They'll I, all start coming in. I know a lot of people said they're coming up on the open door on Friday to drop it up. A lot are coming in open door. Some of them are being mailed up, which will take at least till tomorrow. Yeah, a couple of days. So, mm-hmm. uh, All right, congratulations to Enigmatic, who uh, won the first qualification, technically second qualification for that Bernie Mac show trip to Vegas. We will be getting you qualified again tomorrow. All right? Stay tuned for that. We'll give away the trip on Friday. That is uh, Airfare Hotel at the New York, New York, and spending cash for Vegas. Thank you to Bernie Mac on 65, UPN 65. I believe it's UPN 65 at 7. Okay. Uh, now, Dubs, we talked all this time about destroying the human body. Mm-hmm. Let's honor it for a second. How? What we like to call hideout go. Hideout go. All righty. Uh, those of you who can play along. I welcome you to call in. Hideout Go is a game in which we throw something out there, usually open-ended, and we hit go. And at that point, you have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Even if it may not be the correct answer, it's the first thing that popped into your head. you got to go uh, with it. And it's not even based on right or wrong. It's really opinion-based. Yeah, it could be, but it could be a, a answer that you completely don't believe, but for some reason that was what was in your head, and that's what you have to throw out there. Tommy Bateman, we start with you. A lot of this show has been about you and your anger. Let's talk about you and your sexual side since you're a serial killer, woman hater, poon hound. Tommy Bateman, are you ready? Yes. Sexiest part of a woman's body. Go! Ass. The ass you're an ass man? Yes. See, I tend to agree as well. I don't care like if she has big boobs or small ones, as long as they're firm. Right, and not like runny eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, I say face because I can even, you know, even if she doesn't have the best body, I'll still do it if uh, she has a good face. Agreed. Uh, For me, there's something about a nice back. What do you mean back? Like, uh, is it a curvature on it, or is it? Yeah, a... there's there's something that makes a back of a woman really womanly. And considering my favorite sexual position, mm-hmm. that's kind of important, along with the ass. Ass is super important, but you don't like to look straight down. The back looks pretty good, too. I've got one for Matt Albert. All right, Matt Albert, here we go. It's Are you ready? Hide yeah. Up. Go! Best part of a dude's body. Go! <laughs> junk. <laughs> you like the junk, time. huh? Come on. We don't have to do that one, do we? Yeah. Shoulders. <laughs> oh damn! Oh, shoulders. Isn't that the game about shoulders? Abs. That's kind of gay. It gives me something to shoot for. Ew! In the gym. Oh! oh. oh. EJ, do you have one? EJ from the U, you got one? Thinking of Edron James. <laughs> for Arizona now. Oh, yeah. I'd say the bicep. Ooh. Something to shoot for as well. Okay. All right, right, hold on. Let me, right, no, hold on. Insert. All right, I got, I got one. Hold on. I want to right. vary it up a little bit to dubs. Okay. Best dude body. Go! Come on. I got a body in my head. Christian Bale. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I'm Why? thinking Bateman today. Why would you steal my answer? Because for... I, 
Okay, I'll change it up. Thank you. Um, next thing that pops into my head, Jeff I, Goldblum. What? <laughs> I gotta say, Vin Diesel. Jeff Goldblum was shirtless in The Fly, and it looked good. Stop, bro. What? Ben Wallace. He has the perfect body. Next to Vin Diesel, I think Ben Wallace is a man that men would want to be. After Christian Bale. Hank uh, says 80s Schwarzenegger. Uh, too oiled. Yeah, and I would, I would even... I don't think Schwarzenegger was as good as Ferrigno back then. All right, we'll take this one to uh, Jack Napier. What the hell? Hmm. All right, Jack Napier, this one's for you. I don't want... You could still hear me, stupid. We're in the same room. <laughs> headphones don't work. Well, we're right here. We're he's, together. He's going to try to fight you now. Okay. <laughs> this one has to go with you. This is about the human body, all right? So hideout we're ready at 104.1. Worst bone to break. Go! Probably like your uh, clavicle bone right here. Clavicle? Um, clavicle, yeah. I actually had that one broken. I don't remember it. I fell off some bleachers when I was a kid. Ouch. But uh, I would have to say tailbone. Does a tailbone actually exist? Yeah. All right, 407 It's that little just bump right there. It's the coccyx. Mm-hmm. I think the worst bone to break would probably have to be rib. And I'll tell you why a rib. You breathe constantly, mm-hmm. and every time you would breathe, it would be painful to the point you don't want to breathe anymore. How about eye socket? Ooh, you got a good one. No, that one's easily. You can come back from that one. Several UFC fighters have had the the bones next to their orbital broken, and they've come back to fight. Can't that blind you though? Yeah, it's it's usually from an elbow to the eye. Jackass Napier. (laughs) All right, let's. (laughs) All right, I got one. All right, go ahead, Dubs. All right, um, I'll give this one to you, Hefe. All right. What would you rather lose, your hands or your feet? Go. Feet. Yeah, I think that's... Uh... Both of them? Yeah, both of them. Yeah, feet. You can't mix and match? No. <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather lose my feet. Have hand feet. Now, I would be <laughs> as big as a house, but I'd much rather lose my feet because I think I would... You do way too much with the hands. Yeah, there's t- there's so much going on with your hands, and you can't afford to lose really, them. Really, if you lose your feet or your legs, you are able to live. But the hands, real they haven't really caught up as far as the feet... The, uh, lost yeah, life. you know, technology-wise, you mm-hmm. you need to grasp things. I mean, that's what separates us from the apes, are our opposable thumbs. I don't want to get into this. What? This whole racial thing you try it's to It's not being racist. That's not oh, what I meant. So... All right, Questlove wants to play. Questlove, you there? What's going on, yeah? All right, you want us to give you a question? You got a question for us? No, give me one to me. I'm oh. kind of curious about that. All, All right, right, here right. we go. All right, here we go. I got one for you, then, Questlove. <laughs> I got one, if All you right. want. All right. Most sexy part of an animal's body. Go! Uh, stomach? <laughs> You're so... The stuffing? Is he that said was stomach. Weird, man. That was a oh. bestiality question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He said stomach. <laughs> Why? You can't answer this one right. I Go can ahead. agree with that. I'd say front paws or front <laughs> legs because they just kind of form. Ears? You know, like a form on, oh. forearm on a, on a woman. Droopy ears are cute. Red yeah. rocket? <laughs> Since you said junk earlier for dudes, Matt. Yeah, that's, that's different. Bill, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Bill? What's up, man? Yeah, there's nothing more painful than breaking ribs. I would think an arm or something would be way easier than ribs because was I right in the fact that if you break a rib, breathing is just hell? 
It's it's the worst. I broke three ribs on my birthday two years ago. Half a bottle of Yukon in me, and it still hurt. I, uh, I have cra- I I've gotten cracked ribs before, and it, it sucked, but it wasn't like unbearable. Huh. Oh, it's, dude, it's unbearable if you sneeze or cough. Oh, that's I could, true. I could imagine sneezing. Yeah, sneezing. You just it feels so good to sneeze normally, so you let it go, and then you're just grabbing your side, rolling around. All right, I got one for Sea Lion. You ready, Sea Lion? As we, as we wrap up Hideout Go on this Monday night. Least sexy part of a woman's body. Go! Uh, I'd have to say the stomach, usually. What? Sometimes. <laughs> I, the first thing that came to my mind. Forehead. I, that's why I love this game. To me, it's armpits. I hate armpits. I'll lick the hell out of an armpit. Oh, you're so uh. dirty. so awful. Hey, have you just taste, tasting Mitchum? <laughs> no, no, Secret tastes better than Mitchum. Yeah. Oh! You Maybe don't like the, it? the right guard spray. I haven't tried that one. Is that kind of minty? Yeah. Oh, you guys are dirty. Like Banaka. Ooh. What? I didn't even think about that. So awful. Would you rather be stuck with a woman who didn't shave her armpits or had constantly bad breath? Go! Bad breath. <gasps> like so bad that like where bad you're breath. sitting, Matt could smell it. Bad breath. I couldn't do it. I couldn't be with a chick with hairy armpits. All right. She doesn't have hairy armpits. Bad breath or just like a hairy lower back? <laughs> like a minx. <laughs> go! I have to go with... Just I have hair. to go with breath, man, because when you're going doggy, you know... This gives you something to grab onto. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, really, it's, it's more legit. No, that's Good what I'm girl. saying. I gotta. Ha- I'd rather have bad breath facing that way than Mink's hair looking down at me. All right. It's like a horse's mane. <laughs> I I want to say this, but I know it's gonna get dumped. I will Son type it bit. to me. Okay. Type it to me, and I'll see a way of how I can phrase it. I am online. I love how at least he knows I'm gonna get dumped. You gotta <laughs> figure out a way to word this. And watch there be no possible way for him to word this. Crazy. All right, 407-916-1041, While he's typing that, we'll go to Minute Too Late Man. You're in the hideout. What's up, Minute Too Late Man? Minute Too Late Man. He's not there. Sorry, dude. David and Kissimmee, you're in the hideout. What's up, David? I got one for you, Hefe. Uh-huh. What's the worst part of the phone I'm sorry, repeat that. Your phone cut out? What's the worst thing about a colonoscopy? I don't know yet, you <laughs> mf'er. I'll know next Monday, you ass. And it's probably the ass. The intrusion. The crying. I All right, heard, son. I've heard it's the part beforehand. The embarrassment. Thinking of me. That's what's the worst part about it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I could say this. I, that's not a hideout go. You just want me to say it? Yeah, I just want to know if, you are, if you've ever come in contact with that. Since hair is one of your least favorite things. All right. Dubs wants to know, have I ever been with a girl with such a hairy undercarriage, it looks like a tail? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> like a squirrel? Like you can braid it, maybe throw a good rubber band on it. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Live on a Monday. Having fun, it's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Hefe Dubs, the whole crew here. Did you see that? That's yeah, I'm reading it right now. I'll, we'll talk about it in a second, okay? <laughs> yeah. See if you can get the uh, video and the audio with it over in your booth. 
You see where it has it? Yeah, I'm clicking it right now. Cool. Dave and Leesburg, you're in the hideout. What's up, Dave? Yeah, I got one for you, F.A. Uh, and all joking aside, I've been through it, so I can tell you both sides. Would you rather lose a testicle or get a colonoscopy? Colonoscopy. I, I don't know about that, man. That's a painful, painful procedure. I had testicular cancer, so I've been down both roads. And, uh, more than losing a nut? Just about. That was by far the most god-awful test I've ever had in my entire life. <sighs> I got it a week from the day, dude. All right, thank you, Dave, and I'm sorry about that, buddy. All right, take it easy. All right, I got the. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but it's 51 seconds, so we can roll through it. I just have it for later. Okay. Yeah, because I want to talk about something else right now. But, and this is actually pretty good. It has to do with something we did earlier in the night. Real fast, though, I want to tell a story. I don't want to tell a story. I want Tommy Bateman to tell the story of Matt Albert. Someone who even I find disgusting and what despicable. Happened? So, last night I said something about this porn star named Max Hardcore, who mm-hmm. just does the worst things imaginable on film to women. Oh, yeah. yeah I've yeah, seen his yeah. work. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Matt said something like, I like it, I'm starting to like it when the girls pout in porn but still have to go ahead and do it. And I go, yeah, I like that too, just to see how far they fall in that, what they have to do for money. Because, I don't know, it's kind of funny just to see those whores do that. Yeah. Yes, Matthew. Uh, I just want to say this happened right uh, out of high school. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. So I was kind of inexperienced. <laughs> what? So, so I, I just didn't know what to do. So, whatever, you're an idiot. So, Matt tells me the story about how he's starting to like girls that cry in porn and stuff. And he goes, I did that one time on the phone with a girl. And I go, what do you mean? Apparently, he he was talking to some girl on the phone, and he said something really mean and made her cry. (laughs) Now, her her crying made him very happy in certain areas on his body. So, he got engorged. Over yes. making the girl cry. And he starts to proceed to do things to himself. On the phone while she's crying? While she's crying, hysterically, <laughs> after him being mean to her, he made her cry. So now he's doing stuff. He goes, halfway through, I said something that accidentally made her laugh, and I kind of <laughs> lost the feeling a little bit. Oh, wow. This so, isn't going to help you. <laughs> so what I did was, I said something really mean afterwards, and finished. Oh. <sighs> Just to make her cry again. It was something about her mom. I think. Uh, Who was this girl? Just a, a friend or just family a friend. member? Just oh, a friend. oh but she didn't know he was doing anything, by the well, way. Of course. Either. She might have known by the big sigh. <laughs> but, uh... Was it Miss Melinda? Was it jailbait? No. no. Uh, wait. Were you were you trying to work this girl anyway, though? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I was frustrated. That's probably what I was. What was she cute? Mean. She was all right. She she uh, was a little chub- chunky. Jailbait. She started to lose weight. No, I started to lose weight. Oh. So, and uh, and the thing that got her to cry was like called her fat or something like that. Something along with being fat, and that's when she started to cry. Wow. And so then you decide at that point you're going to handle business? I wasn't he, getting anywhere anywhere. He was getting so turned on by her crying. <laughs> what was it about Just her crying? Weeping on the phone. Well, I was having a repeat. Um, why she was so sad. And, uh, what? Uh, you know, just You made her me. say it back? Yeah. Uh, why are you crying? Why? Tell me why. What did I do? <laughs> because. And then, then at that time, you're lubing up on yourself? No, I wasn't lubing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it was, it was... Okay, I hate you. 
Dude, oh. that is so awful. I just find it funny that she laughs, so he starts to lose the feeling and then has to re-insult her. Crying in, crying in porn has never done it for me, and I've watched some criers, you know, just out of pure curiosity. <laughs> Send I, those links on overdubs. Well, I, I showed you one of them. You thought that it was a, uh, a scam that, that wasn't really going oh, on, but there was, yeah. a, like, a my first uh, backdoor thing. <laughs> okay. And, uh, like, the girl was trying to get away. Like crawling, I think that's illegal. That kind of porn. Well, it was perfectly. It was on my computer. Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> be on my computer if it was illegal. Exactly. How would I get if it was illegal? It's the internet, for God's sakes. All right. Reasoning. Let me say, I feel sorry for your mother. I don't what? know what that poor woman did to have you. What are you it, talking about? That's I perfectly normal. Every guy's done that. Never, especially not when on the phone and she's crying that you decide you need to yeah. run a batch. Don't judge me. Tell me why don't, you're sad. It's way too easy. Don't it's judge hard me. to not judge you. Cry. I didn't tell her to cry. She's just crying on her own. Hey. So, do you, so when girls cry, does that do anything else for you, or is it that you have to do it? You have to make them cry. I guess I have to make them cry. That's why you're so mean to women now. That is it. That explains everything. Only some girls. Like if I made Hooch cry, that would I would get nothing out of that. Now, just, just you know, joy out of her crying. Now, would you like go to a funeral just to get batch material? No, no. What if you no, killed the person? What? What if you were the one that killed the person? So you were the one actually cry? making him cry in a roundabout way. I can't answer that. <laughs> you're dirty, dude. I'm not dirty. Yes, you are. Why are you judging me? Because you're <laughs> dirty. Because hey. Hefe's going to start doing that in a second. <laughs> He's going to make you feel bad about yourself. And then I'm going to do it. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I don't. <laughs> hey, Dubs, you see that uh, MSNBC... What? First of all, how was your... Your Mother's Day. Did you call your mom? I called my mom, and I was supposed to call her back later that night, and I forgot. <laughs> yeah, just, she, it, she was going over to uh, uh, my sister's place for lunch, and I'm like, oh, well, I'll let you go and uh, you know enjoy lunch, and I'll call you back later. It just nope. it did seem like a regular old Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I called my mom, my stepmom. No big deal, though. I was a little annoyed, so I didn't really get a good chance to talk to my mom. I got my, uh, my girlfriend an e-card from the cat and the dog. A happy Mother's Day e-card. So gay. Why? That is, that's almost as creepy, if not creepier, than what Matt admitted to. You don't get your girlfriend an e-card for take, taking care of a couple of pets. Did you call your mom, Matt? Yeah, I called my mom and my grandmother. How are they doing? They're doing fine. They cried, so he had a good time. <laughs> how's, how's Grams? Oh, Was she the crier it. on the other line? <laughs> <laughs> You're fat, Grandma. How old are you? Tell me. No. I, who would you say are the top five TV moms of all time? <sighs> Mama from Mama's Family is probably my favorite one of all time. Uh, all right. Mama, Mama's Family. Oh, my God. Uh, no. Why? You don't like Mama? Florida Evans. Florida Who's Evans. That? You know, uh, Good Times. Oh, okay. James! <laughs> damn, damn, <laughs> damn! All right. Is that Esther Roll? Yeah. Okay. So, Florida Evans from Good Times. Esther Roll. She did not make the top five. Oh. Apologies. Let me move around there here. Uh, EJ from the U, you got one? The Brady Mom. All right, now, um, uh, Florence Henderson. Yeah. yeah. That's her real name. Uh, the Brady Bunch. 
What was her name on the show? For some reason, I uh, I don't have it on. I, me. I, yeah, that that one should be an easy one. It's Mrs. Brady. Mm-hmm. Carol Brady. Carol Brady. Carol, Carol yeah. Brady. Right, Carol Brady. She did not make the top five. This is a stupid list. Yeah, it really, I hate it. You got a guess, Tommy? What about the mom from Malcolm in the Middle? Ooh, she's Jane a good Kessler. one. Yeah, but she didn't make it either. How about Peg Bundy? <laughs> Peg Bundy did not make top TV moms. Roseanne? Roseanne was in the contention, uh, but she did not make top five. You ready for top five? Yeah. Okay. Number five, Ma Ingalls. Who? Little House on the Prairie. Oh. EJ, from the, you got another? Making I think a I got the number one. On the Happy Days mom. What's her name? Yeah, um, Marion Cunningham. Yeah, she's probably made number one, right? Yeah, she was number one. Damn, I'm good. Way number on the list, EJ. Number good job. four, Jill Taylor, Home Improvement. Oh, really? Story There's book. something kind of hot about her. Yeah, I batched to her once. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> was it, was it yeah. the episode where her dad died and she was crying? No, it was when she cheated and she felt guilty and she cried. <laughs> she cheated? Yes. Yeah, oh, well, no, no, she dreamt about cheating with the guy in the gym. Oh, God. I don't oh, remember that. The guy. I remember that. It was the granite guy. Stupid show. I think it was a Golic brother. Helen Girardi, or Joan of Arcadia, number three. What? That was on for like two years, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know, I even know how to say this name, but it's the mom from the Gilmore Girls was number two. Lauren Graham, she was in Bad Santa. Oh, is that her? Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Number one, Miss Cunningham from uh, Happy Days. Oh, here's some other good ones I think they left off, Dubs. Miss Keaton, Family Ties. Uh, Marge, <laughs> boobs. Marge Simpson. Marge Simpson, definitely. I hate Marge Simpson. Peggy Hill. I hate her. I love her. Nice Texas mom. June Cleaver. Murphy Brown. What? Ugh. I hate Murphy Brown. I loved that show. You I like- hated that show. Every time it came on, I was screaming to get it turned off. Dubs, Play- FYI, mm-hmm. it was a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> what does so, that mean? He's so happy with himself. <laughs> Look at that him. was good. Was uh, that a Murphy Brown reference? Yes. yes. I hate you. <laughs> what a dick. Uh, Carmela Soprano, Claire Huxtable. Edna Garrett. Yeah, Mrs. Garrett. She wasn't Back a mom, life. though, was yeah, she? Yeah, kind of. Is Edith Bunker on the list? She was just Edith a madam, Bunker. wasn't she? Edith Bunker was great. Shirley Wilson. Who's Shirley Wilson? What's happening? Uh. <laughs> Maggie Seaver. Maggie Seaver, yes. Uh, uh, balanced a TV anchor job, or was she a field reporter? She uh, did print reporting for a while for newspapers, and then she also was a field reporter and anchor, I believe. Right, and then on. she ran for office in the movie. Right. Now, uh, why you like her? You don't like Murphy Brown? Because I hated the Murphy Brown show. Hefe, you're grounded. <laughs> Wilma Flintstone, uh, Morticia Adams, Lily Monster. Those are some good ones that I think we're all left off. Ooh, as long as we got each other. Did, any, did anybody get their moms anything from Mother's Day at all? Um, no. I, I meant to go grab a card. But it never worked out. Yeah, me either. I got lost. <laughs> I timed it perfectly so my grandmother wasn't home, so I just left the message. Go, oh, I'm so sorry I missed you. Uh, oh, I'll I call actually, back later. I actually reminded you to call your mom on Sunday. I know. Did you call her? Like five hours later. <laughs> uh, she called me the day before, thus defeating the whole purpose of me calling her the next yeah, day. Yeah, because then it's, you know... Perfect. Hey! Miguel in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Miguel? 
Hey, I got a mom thing. Uh, how about that girl from the Donna, Donna's mom? From that 70s show? Yeah, man. Oh, you know what? She is hot. She's she's one of those MILFs. I love her uh, Phil Hendry commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Tanya Roberts. Is, is that, that her? Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate those commercials oh, even more now. my bio. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I had no idea. Monday night, it's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Congratulations to Enigmatic. Got the first uh, qualification this week for the trip to Vegas hotel, airfare, spending cash, thanks to the Burning Mac show on UPN 65 at 7 o'clock weeknights. I'm um, a fourth of the way through the Da Vinci Code, Dubs. Yeah? How you liking it? I love it, but it's, I mean, it's, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist as it is. I hear it's across the board. People love it. The the whole religion aspect I dig, too. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, well, here's the thing. I have the illustrated version that has all the pictures and stuff. Uh-huh. I wish every book came this way because it's a lot easier to imagine things. <laughs> Plus, the print's bigger, and there's less per page to read. And with the Da Vinci Code, I uh, accidentally flipped it open to... A, you know, one of the parts in this illustrated version that has a lot of the cool paintings and stuff, I accidentally found out what it's all about. <laughs> so you uh, ruined the story before you got, in, ruined, you got into it. I got a good 120 pages until I get to the really good stuff involving The Last Supper and all that, which I've already read, but now I just got to get there. So that's partly pissing me off. Well, just, just kind of think of it as like a, a Tarantino-type thing where it's giving it to you like a... Uh, the end first. Aren't we talking to somebody from the Da Vinci Code or somebody more Da Vinci Code related tomorrow, Chunks? We're going to have another person on? Yes, sir. In our uh, another part of our now three-part series on the Da Vinci Code because everyone is doing it. I fell asleep to it last night on the Discovery Channel. Yes, her name is porn star Joanna Angel. No, oh. we have her on, too. Now, here's one of the things we're going to do with Joanna Angel tomorrow. We're going to pull clips from her new movie of her acting. And play it back for her. I like the dance scene. Oh, God. Did you see that one yet? I, I don't know if I've made it that far. Oh, it's pretty good. All right, so, boys, if you want to pull clips, watch Joanna Angel Porn for tomorrow. No problem. Sounds uh, like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> My forearms will be killing me. Earlier in the night, about two hours ago, I'm finally, <laughs> finally sober from the hideout drinking game involving President Bush's... Mm-hmm. St- um, not State of the Union, but it was a speech on immigration. Yeah. Addresses the nation on immigration. Apparently, according to the Drudge Report, CNN accidentally aired the rehearsal. They only aired, like, a quick bit of it because uh, right away you found out that something wasn't right and that he, you have to get the full effect by watching it, too. But uh, he uh, starts off and says a few words, and then he's just looking around, and then they finally cut away from him. Um, so I guess it was not taped, Tommy Bateman. I say it was. All right, Dubs, you just want to play the audio? Yeah. All right, here we go. Signed the Simpson-Nazoli bill that was supposed to resolve this problem by granting amnesty and punishing employers. The employers were never sanctioned, and now we have millions of more illegal immigrants. I would also like to point out to you that the dilemma, the political dilemma, is bipartisan. And in recent weeks, Americans have seen those emotions on display. On the streets of major cities, 
<laughs> oh boy! And now he just starts looking around, looking up and around. Um, uh, let me interrupt for a second. I think what happened, uh, Jeff, is that the president is rehearsing, and uh, the pool uh, network pool inadvertently went to the president as he is rehearsing. Exactly. We're still about 45 seconds away from this. Just is one supposed quick to, point, then, if I may. to begin very quickly, Jeff. All right. The Demo uh, Democratic right, group. Wow. wow. Now, why would you even send that feed out to people? Testing it? I, I would test mics and everything there, in-house. Well, you got to test the video feed. But you test the video feed by just seeing if they're getting video. You don't have to start doing your speech on the video feed. Well, it's just like us whenever we're at a live broadcast at a different location. We will have it all turned on, but it's up to the person who's running the board. But when you are in the position of a uh, of a political leader and you're sitting over video of you just looking like a jackass, it's easy for it to get in the wrong hands and be used against you. Hold on a second. Now, I wasn't even supposed to be here tonight. Had I had the financial means, I would not be in the hideout on Rural Radio 104.1. I would have been, I guess, now just now exiting the Tool Show up in Detroit. Ah. Joining us on the phone right now, one of our good buddies from radio, Lefty. Lefty. Yeah. How was the show? I can die now. You can die now? It was, that was honestly the greatest concert I've ever seen. And I'm not I'm not trying to rub it in your face, and I swear to you I'm not. But you but are. That, I am, and that was the best show I've ever seen. How small was the venue, and how close were we? Were, were, uh, we would have been on the floor, probably 12 rows back. Um, and, I mean, it holds like 2,500 people. At this venue in Detroit? Yeah. For tool. Wow. Yeah. Could you see Maynard? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was phenomenal. I mean, the whole thing, just the whole thing starts to finish. I mean, if you reached so real, real far, can you touch his penis? Could you have spit on Adam Jones? No, but you probably, I probably could have spit on him from where I was. Oh, my God. It was that good, huh? Yeah, I mean, I really, it really was that good. Like, just simply, like, I would have paid what I paid for the ticket to watch them play, like, lateralis. That's it. Oh, I got it live, though. I got the live audio thanks to Bobby Hill. You're going to have to send that to me. No, you saw the show. You just remember it. I need it. to relive it every you, day of my no, life. You close your eyes and remember it. All right, damn you. All right, thank you for the update, you ass. Go back You're to welcome. it. All right. I got that. I got. Oh, by the way, just as a quick personal note, mm -hmm. I did get the uh, card for the measurements for your stupid me wedding. Me too. All right, cool. All right, Peter. Now I got to go get fitted. Nah, I'm going right. to wait. Like an ass. And then I have to pay for a damn tux. And pay for a see, I'm flying up to Detroit for a stupid-ass wedding in August, so I couldn't afford to fly out to see Tool. I should have just made the decision to go see Tool tonight. Yeah, and I shouldn't even be here with you asses. Why are you angry? You got, you, got go, you got to go to the Great Employee Rally. Yeah, man. that helped. That was awesome, too. You were there? The only... No. <laughs> None uh, of us were. Yeah, according not to... Uh, we are even here right now. Yeah. Not according to the announcements. I told you I didn't need to go. All right, let's take You're a, right. Yeah, let's take a break. Come back, Dubs. I believe we'll be talking with Jackie London at that point. Local six news at eleven twenty. Because of the president's speech, they moved it back to eleven twenty. And uh, also, too, Rick Sutcliffe is a was a very good pitcher. He was on uh, some show yesterday, or uh, it was play by play, and he is so drunk, Dubs. You, as drunk as you thought I was earlier, mm -hmm. this guy is so drunk. He's doing one of those things where it's play-by-play -play on the television. So he comes in and he sits in, 
you know, oh, let's talk to the star. Yeah. He is so drunk and acting in that prototypical drunk guy, I love you, <laughs> giving away secrets kind of way. He was suspended from ESPN for it. Take a break. Come back. Jackie Lennon and all that next in the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. The Hideout Road Radio 104.1, Monday night. Local 6 News at 11, dubs. Tonight, it's Local 6 News You're too lazy to pick up the morning paper for tomorrow's news. Uh, Don't worry about it. We did the dirty work for you. Heard it first. The well-oiled machine that is the Hideout. Hey, look, I'm just even happy that I can stand considering the drinking uh, game that we had earlier with the president's speech. Welcome in uh, the ever-so-talented Jackie London. Hey there, Miss London. How are you? Hey, how much have you had to drink? All right, so here's the thing. Let me tell you this real fast, Jackie, all right? <laughs> we had our drinking game for the president's speech this evening. Right. Here were the key words that if he said these, you had to drink, all right? <laughs> okay. All right, here's my list. Terror, illegal, immigrants, Spanish, border, which was a killer, National Guard troops, Mexico, California, Texas. In the first 12 minutes of the speech, Jackie, I'm not kidding you, 90 of those were said. No. So I'm I'm uh, sobering up as we speak right now, Miss London. How are you even putting a sentence together right now? I wasn't earlier. It's so funny you say that because <laughs> the, the, he, would, he would leave the last word off of every sentence. Yeah, the segment after that, I was having problems closing down the uh, the phrase. So. Well, you hold your liquor very well because you sound good. <laughs> Thank you. What's coming up now? You guys are starting at 11:20 tonight. We're starting at, we're, we're staying up till 11.20. We'll make it worth your while. All right, that? cool. What's going on tonight, then? All right, I know you guys have been talking about this tonight. I heard you a little bit earlier, and you were scaring me a little with your own methods, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know the deal. Students have to write papers all the time, but this project, write about planning a murder, who they would kill, how they would do it, including how to get rid of the body, and how to get away with the whole crime. Wow. We're going to look into that, and... Uh, and what the teacher had to say about it. How would you do it? Even... What's that? How would you do it, Jackie? All right, how would you get rid of the soul brother so I'll leave you alone? Oh, you can't get rid of the soul brother. <laughs> He's on my, you know, Jacqueline London hottie draft. He's like one of the number one picks. <laughs> oh, boy, that team's going downhill. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Jackie... What, are you trying to pick the major league team? <laughs> <laughs> move your team to Miami. Right. We uh, we glossed over that story. You guys are going to have all the details and the teacher's reaction. Very we, cool. The teacher's reaction also is punishment. Do you know uh, what kind of punishment he got for that? I so. did not, actually. All right, cool. Uh, what else is coming up? Local 6 News at 1120 tonight. Also at 1120 tonight, even if you're not an animal lover. Do you guys have dogs? Dubs just got a brand new dog. Yes, uh, I did. Cody, he rescued from the animal shelter. Okay. Well, oh, how sweet is that? Yeah. Well, She's even if you're not an dog. animal lover, mm-hmm. <laughs> this one is still bound to get you. Okay. House alarm goes off in a neighborhood. This happens right here in town. Police respond, but you know what? They respond to the wrong house. Aww. When they burst in, they shoot and kill the family dog. <laughs> the wrong house. <laughs> right. Sorry. Why are you laughing? Because I was just imagining that happening to your dog. Why? Don't you say you imagine it with Cody. No. <laughs> Cody's a wonderful little pup. <laughs> oh. So what happened to the dog? But the, the dog died. Awful. It's not funny. That's not funny. All right, here's what would make it even better. 
Just tell me the dog's name was Cody and we can end the No. Uh, it's too bad. No, the dog was Dirk, a Rottweiler. Oh. And, uh, but he also, probably ate a baby anyway. <laughs> and uh, what's the last one there, uh, Jackie London? And the last one, although we've been covering Firestorm 2006, Ground Zero today, Volusia County. It started just as a five-acre blaze. It grew to 800 acres today. And tonight we're going to actually hear from the residents. A thousand homes were evacuated, and we're going to talk to the people who were told they had 30 minutes to pack up and get out. So we're going to break down all the road closures for you, what you need to know for the morning, and how a whole lot of people will probably be affected by the weather tomorrow. Hey, let me ask you this real fast, Jack and Lennon, before we let you go. Uh, Local 6 News at 11. All right, somebody comes to you and says, uh, Miss London, you have 30 minutes to evacuate your place. What What are you grabbing? What are the like? What are the main things you're making sure you you have with you? My little black book. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably um, my TiVo. Yeah. And TiVo. <laughs> I got it. I got it, dude. Now I've got so much downloaded on here. I have to be. I'm okay with her. It. I'm so invested in ER. If I lost any of that right now, I would shoot myself. So I understand. You're scaring me, right? I, yeah. There's so much I have left to watch. I understand that one. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> and family pictures, big... family pictures, and uh, and my phone with all the phone numbers. You can't lose that. That's a good. Any demo tapes too of the show? I think I would have to make sure that we got because that would be lost in space. But uh, all right, there she is jackie london local six news at 11 uh more of the details in that murder essay uh the, the very funny story about the pet killed how the is dog, that funny and also to the firestorm all the actually very important stuff you're going to need to know uh it's local six news at 11 20 night uh, tonight because of the president thank you miss london thank you we'll, talk we'll to make you it worth your while tonight thanks all right bye. kisses bye kisses Soul brother. That's a good line. What is this, Major League? You trying to move the team to Miami? Nice. Is that where they were trying to move the team? I believe so. I watched a little bit of it this weekend. I never pay attention to that part. I'm always just waiting for them to get at the end so they can win and I can have a good cry. I watched part of Spice World after um, the real ride here. I thought of Hefe the entire time. I loved that movie. You know what I watched? Alan Cummings is great in it. Who? You know what I watched and I loved? And uh, the the uh, sequels to it ruin it. The original um, uh, Police Academy is hilarious. Not, and not even the, all the sequels are that bad. No, but the original one is actually a very funny movie, and that's what they lived off of the whole time. When it got to 7 and 8, that's when it was getting tough. There was a very good Gutenberg line in there, too, that I actually bust out laughing by myself at. Which was? Uh, he The uh, Hightower came over because... He didn't know how to drive, and the driving test was the next day, and it was in the middle of the night, and he just started sleeping. So he's like, oh, man, I haven't slept yet. Oh, well, sleeping's for fags. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, out of nowhere. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, see you, Lane. Uh, only good thing about Spice World, Meatloaf is in it. Uh, Meatloaf isn't in that one, too, is he? Yeah. I know he's, he's in uh, Leap of Faith. He's the bus driver. No, that's in Leap of Faith he's a bus driver. I think he's actually right, though, maybe about Spice World. I think he may also be the bus driver on I, Spice World. I guess he's a great standby bus driver for anything you need. He uh, really looks like one. Speaking of baseball, let's take a break, come back. I want to end the night with some audio. we got the Profane Preacher, which we can run through really fast. And also, too, I want to play for you this Rick Sutcliffe. This is going to be big. I listened to like just the first couple minutes of it. Yeah, he's hammered. He's so trashed. 
Very fun on a Monday night, wrapping it up in the hideout on Road Radio 104.1. Let's wrap it up strong on a Monday. J-Dubs. Yes. It's all about audio, this segment. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of it to get to. Hey, wanna go? what do you want to go with first? The Profane Preacher, the Rick Sutcliffe stuff? I'm uh, intrigued to get more into the Rick Sutcliffe stuff because I listened just to the first, like, 20 seconds of it. All right, cool. Rick Sutcliffe was a very good Major League Baseball pitcher. I believe he'd been doing some color commentating, or he has been, or mm-hmm. he is, uh, for ESPN. I think usually on their Sunday Night Baseball. And so I guess this is a game between San Diego and who? Do you remember, Matt? No, I don't remember. I do know it's the San Diego broadcast team, though. Okay, so San Diego broadcast team. I don't remember who they're playing. I want to say maybe St. Louis or Cincinnati. But regardless, sometimes, I know you don't watch a lot of baseball dubs, mm-hmm. but sometimes, you know, it's a three, four-hour game. Yeah, there's a lot of downtime. Especially with TV, you're looking for more things to fill time, so you'll have people come into the booth. Doesn't that piss you off when uh, stuff like that happens during, like, a, a fast-paced game like basketball, and they go to someone in the stands, like, talking to a mother or something? And they they rarely do it. Yeah, but whenever it does happen, it infuriates me. A lot of times, TV will be smart. They'll do it right. They'll come back early from a break. They'll mm-hmm. talk to them. And then they'll continue their voice while they're showing the act. Yeah. So, anyway, here is Rick Sutcliffe. Incredibly drunk, allegedly, with the San Diego broadcast day. Celebrity, a celebrity in the booth, Mudcat. We have a sighting? We have a Sut sighting? Sut sighting. Our friend and colleague Rick Sutcliffe dropping by to say hello. Here's Vinny Castilla leading things off in the last of the eighth. Oh, he ran away now. You can go hang out with Brooks and Dunn. Is he on? There he is. <laughs> son, it's good to have you back, son. Oh, my goodness, man. How good is this? What's up, Redhead? You t- taking some time away from your busy ESPN world to hang out down here with us it's, little dogs? It's not that busy, man. It's not that busy. Son, who you been playing golf with? Um, he's here. He's in the house tonight. Bill Murray. Josh Barfield. It's a fly ball out to short center field. Oh, Ouch, man. The shoulder, too. Look how he rolls on the shoulder. You guys have me cracking up all the time. So we miss you around. All right, at that point, Tommy Chong, or Rick Sutcliffe, says, you guys have me cracking up. I don't recall what they said that was funny. No, there's no jokes there. A sighting? Is that what had him laughing? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem like any uh, funny stuff going on in that booth. I'm here, man. Let me tell you something. I, I, I'm not far away. I'm here all the time. What's what's the best city in the National League to play golf in? Seriously. <laughs> the best city in the world, Mud. Where is it? San Diego. Right here, man. You can't beat it. In the eighth. Sut, you had some unbelievable news in spring training, and I wanted to pass it along because you've got a wonderful wife, a beautiful daughter. She got accepted to Harvard Law School. Harvard Medical School, man. Medical School. Boy, great play by Bill Hall in the shortstop. Oh, he's all over the field all of a sudden, and there are two guys <laughs> now with bar you, you have to admire these guys still doing a professional broadcast. I'm trying to. 
with this cat in the background. Board on the fielder's choice. So you're going to be a doctor in the family? Harvard Medical School. Congratulations. That's Come on, man. That's awesome. Why does that surprise you? you know, huh? it, it doesn't, but it's, I mean... It doesn't surprise Daddy, us. Look at me, it doesn't man. surprise us because your daughter is, is All the conversations a smart lady. We've had. But the fact that she's your daughter still surprises us. That's yeah, all good. Man. She's on her way to Africa <laughs> tomorrow. How about that? Oh, yeah, on one of those missions. <laughs> How about that? Man. All right, on one of those missions, man. Now it gets great. Now Sutcliffe decides that being the color guy, adding the little spice isn't enough. He needs to bring up the topics. George Clooney. You've been reading about all that? Yeah. You've been seeing that? George Clooney. Yeah. Here's Ben Johnson. Yeah. He's up there with um He's up there with the Congress. He's trying to get everybody to go over there and solve that thing. <laughs> that misses low a ball on a strike. Pretty good pitch there. <laughs> it's even I'm better. Yelled out from Bill Murray. They're just trying to sidestep him. Right. At this point they realize, oh man, this is bad. There's nothing salvageable from this man right now. And you know Rick uh, Sutcliffe is going to be pissed at the producer, whoever it was, who put him on there knowing he was that trashed. How can you be pissed at some producer for putting you on the air? You know you're drunk. You know you shouldn't go on the air. They're just they're just making up plays so they don't have to talk to him. <laughs> Something even really going on. By the way, I seventh inning stretch. I'd love at the end of my career to be able to go call baseball because there's so much time to fill. I love the sport. It just seems like it would be so much fun. Why is there a seventh inning stretch? A ball, call a baseball game. You try sitting there for, you know, six and a half innings. You'll want to stretch by the seventh. In the back, I need to go. I'd much rather hang with you guys than him. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Suck. He can wait. Mud, you're the best, man. <laughs> there it Anybody is. on earth that doesn't like... I love you, man. Rewind it a second. They don't even know what they're talking about. And all of a sudden, it's Mud, you're the best, man. Oh, and I'm getting that the 17th stretch comes from uh, Howard Taft or whatever, President Taft. Yeah, he used to stretch at the 7th inning. Mm-hmm. Whatever, he tries sitting there for six and a half innings. <laughs> hey, with you guys in there. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Suck. He can wait. Mud, you're the best, man. <laughs> Anybody on earth that doesn't like Mark Grant, I mean, they got, they got problems. <laughs> Maddie. So what are you fun. still doing here in San Diego? Red Baron, you were, hey, by the way, you were Maddie, an answer to a trivia question Hold right on, pause it. This is great because I need to explain what's going on here. So Sutcliffe works for ESPN, and so he does the same thing as these guys calling baseball games for television. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everybody in the business. So here he starts bringing up what's he still doing here, because I guess he's had job offers, or maybe they've talked about in the oh. past. You know, about different places, maybe even ESPN. So rewind it a little bit. And then just hear they tr- how they try to lure him back to the TV, to the trivia, and not the business stuff. What are you still doing here in San Diego? Red Baron, you were, hey, by the way, you were <laughs> an answer to a trivia question earlier. No, no, no matter. We were at, we were at Everybody Dodger on Stadium. Earth has been trying to steal you. We were at Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers, the Cubs. ESPN. Two weeks ago. What are you still doing here? Mudcat, what was the question? <laughs> Who won the 1979 Rookie of the Year Award? And was the word uh, one of three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's like someone coming in here, you know, drunk out of their mind, bringing up, you know, other companies. 
You know, this, that, and the other. So I've heard things. And then you're just trying to interview them about other stuff, and you're just like, no. shut up. No, 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 not shut, shut up. up. Hey, Maddie. Hey, Maddie. <laughs> Wasn't there a clip a while back of a program director who went on the air after he fired somebody and he was wasted out of his mind? Yeah, I think... uh, That was up in uh, New York uh, over at, uh, what was it, Blink? Yeah, yeah. The formerly NEW. Got the call letters wrong and everything. Just on the air drunk, like I was earlier today, <laughs> where I yeah. couldn't even finish a sentence. I'm ready to drive now. Tell you that much. Sounds like a plan. Jive fast and hope so be up. Mm-hmm. Lights off, too. Cops won't see me. <laughs> They'll see you. You have Matt in the back. <laughs> yeah, weighing it down, the sparks that come flying. <laughs> Actually, Matt said his, his car sounds like something's dragging on the road now. Yeah, heard about that. It's the trunk. <laughs> All right, that does it for Monday. Nice. We didn't get to Profane Preacher. Also, the racist teacher audio, we still haven't got to. I don't even know if we'll get to it now at this point. I play a couple real fast from the Profane Preacher. Play play the one Willis. This is that guy, Spirit of the Truth, who has his own uh, cable access show. He had it. This guy's calling in, completely running a bit on him. Honor, we're have you to play Hold on, pause it, pause it. Notice that he the caller's name is Arnold. Okay. Arnold, we're blasting to have you to play today. What you talking about, Willie? You on the air. What you talking about, Willie? Speak up, boy. You on the air. What you got to say? What you talking about, Willie? Goddamn, every ignorant mother house nigga in all the mother South Central want to call. Talking about the Lord. You can't hang with me, bitch. I'm trolling straight from the survival scrolls. What you, what you, what you studying from? You sitting there straight butt naked. Okay, hold on. Arnold, uh, hold on. I think the next one, real fast. I think we have time for it. Is when he, one of them, he takes his shirt off. When he talks about taking his shirt off. You see that one? Yeah, I got it. I right, play that one real fast. I gotta keep my mother. So he's talking about how your ass blank is too. <laughs> Everything in the world is his, including the ass blank. I, that doesn't really sound like Christian. No, not much. I still don't think any of those top the word nincom effing poop. Yeah, that was from the last one. Well, we should run all that, a whole segment tomorrow to the Profane Preacher for those of you who haven't heard it in its entirety. All right, wake up with our buddies, the Monsters of the Morning, Shannon Burke, Middays, Phillips, Fall in the Afternoon. Hideout's back at 7. Don't be ashamed to entertain listening to the Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Uh, we have more qualifications for the Vegas trip tomorrow, J-Dubs. Yes, tune in for that. Be somebody, always talk good, and God bless King Dude. Question everything and stay classy. Real Radio Rewind is next, along with uh, Local 6 News at 1120 tonight with the sweet Jackie London, who was on the show earlier this evening. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000.
doves? Oh, Tommy. I wish I know how to quit you. You're a whore. Admit it. Admit you're a big whore. Go ahead. I'm a transsexual. <laughs> I be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on the floor. Step on the floor. Kick him to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I thought. I, 5,000.